1: Well, i don't know what that is What, what was italian the, was that? that's italian ah uh, yeah because i'm wearing this shirt yes yes is is that italian is that italian or is that just um, racist
0: it's a little bit of both <laughs> you sound like you're gonna sell meatball sauce or something that, that's racist as well so is it yeah not all Italians eat meatballs. Not all Italians do ragu adverts.
1: Do they not? No. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine it's quite a difficult uh, you know, source of employment to get into if they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, especially now they have the hand puppets oh. doing it.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. They all look a little bit like, uh, is it Giovanni from um, uh, EastEnders? Beppe's brother? Oh. <laughs> That's... Do you remember? So now you're saying they all look alike. Yeah, I don't know. No. I'm saying, I'm saying the puppets look like him. I'm not saying, saying all Italians look Yeah. Like, uh, they
0: look greasy. Where, no, uh, where did greasy come from? <laughs> just, I'm reading just your for, thoughts. For the, benefit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the benefit of everyone listening on the audio version, <laughs> Maxie's off on one because I'm sat here in my... Uh, it's not long arrived, actually, last day or two, my 1995 AC Milan replica jersey, which I love. Yeah, I've been looking for one of these. In my, it's, it's very difficult to get this exact jersey in a fat man size. So,
0: <laughs> so no, honestly, really, people, really scary. People who aren't listening, bought two, unpicked the, the seams and just sh- shared and stitched them both together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I couldn't get it personalised because I don't do it in my... All the places that do the retro shirts personalised uh, don't go up to my fat bastard girth so, so the,
0: the numbers would have just looked tiny on your back basically.
1: yeah and it's really spread out <laughs> <laughs> so i've had to order the uh, 1995 numbers in the, in that font separately for them to arrive and then sharon's gonna have a go at putting them on my back so
0: brilliant i mean it's yeah. a very nice looking shirt I, I like the shirt yeah. just you didn't need to go very italian racist there though
1: I literally said, "Hey, yo!" Like I, op- <laughs> like I open every yeah. single show and have done since the sad, sad and, passing of Scott
0: Hall. And, you've and you're it. the one who mocked Hispanics to Vince McMahon. See, all it's all levels. It's all mockery.
1: For goodness, sake, I wasn't the one who did the stupid Italian, you know, Sopranos hand gesture.
0: That was how Peter Griffin mocked Italians, just like, "Hey, yo!" How uh, Scott all mocked Scarface, so. Ipso the Factor. Scarface, Scarface was Cuban, wasn't he? Yeah, Character of Scarface.
1: No, that's not Italian, is it? It's cute. It's
0: literally a different country. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you're, you're making a, a meal out of a meatball now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: dear. And on that slightly racist note.
0: Wrestling has more than one royal family.
1: Good evening, good morning, wherever, whatever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Psy, and SJP World Media Production, episode one hundred and twenty-seven. I am Psy, and with me, as always, is the American Dream. To my wet dream, I mean, like you know, I have nightmares and I sweat a lot. That's all it is, nothing else. The Royal Rumble to my belly grumble because I'm hungry, an Mags. I timed my toasty wrong today. So now I'm hungry when we go live. I have a planned out that I week. am I've...
0: surprised you didn't come onto the screen eating sp- spaghetti.
1: Oh. A podcaster who, when 30 men are involved, always enters last and finishes first, the podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm very, very good. Very excitable today. I, uh, oh, yeah. I ran out of um, crazy pills over the weekend. Uh, And I I had one, I was back on them today, and they've sent me a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) wah!
1: They sent you a little bit what, sorry?
0: (laughs) Wah! That sounded (laughs) Italian as well, didn't it? Wario and (laughs) Waluigi.
1: Wario, I don't know. I don't know. So that's a bit later in, in, like, the gaming timeline, in the Mario timeline for me. I played Mario Bros. 1. No, no, I played Mario Bros. 1. Love that. Mario 2 was all right. And then Mario 3, I think it's one of the best computer games ever made.
0: Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, then I played Mario Kart as everyone does. So that's kind of it for me, really.
0: Oh, you've missed so much. You've got yeah. plenty to catch up on. Mario Kart Double Dash on GameCube is immense. Is it really? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. See, some, they brought out a Mario game. I don't know if it was for the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo. Oh, no. For the, for the one with the little stick. What's that? The N64? Yeah. Yeah, the, the controller looks a little bit like um, a taser from the old 1960s Star Trek, doesn't it? Like a Trident,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And that one... I think you meant phaser. Phaser, okay. And that one, it went all 3D and you could run in all different directions and that just blows my mind, man. I can't deal with that.
0: A 3D game blows your mind.
1: Yeah, I like to go backwards and forwards, up, and up down. Up and down.
0: And that's okay. it. To you, there's only four directions.
1: Literally, a proper plat- platform game is that's how it should be. And you travel from left to right. So you start the game there and then you end when you jump on the little flag. That's how a platform game should be done.
0: Just wait till you discover Tomb
1: Raider. Oh, so I've played Tomb Raider. Didn't like
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought Echo uh, the Dolphin was tricky initially. And now, and you can go in all different directions, holy crap, blows my mind. Shocking. Benny Mac from the Game Junkies podcast will be so proud when he hears this.
0: He will. be be ashamed. He'll be absolutely ashamed.
1: He will. He'll just be rolling his eyes like, oh, God, he's off again. Uh, MagZ, who do we have joining us and saying hello in the chat early doors?
0: Well, firstly, we've got the turncourt himself. Uh, one of one of several turncoats uh, who will we will speak about later on. Uh, Dan Griffin in early door saying he can't believe Sodding Cody won. Now I knew this was coming from from young Daniel because he's, he's not uh, a Cody fan, is he? Is is a hater. I'd like. I think it's easy to call him a hater. Hmm. But I put it to him that although Cody does win, spoiler alert, this Royal Rumble is very has very little to do with Corda. There's so much that goes before that, yeah. and Cordy basically just picks up the pieces and cleans up. So this isn't Cordy's Royal Rumble. This, I would say it's more Gunter's Royal Rumble than Cordy's Royal there Rumble, we but we'll get there. Do
1: you want to start being racist about Germans now? or
0: Well, he's Austrian, so there you okay. go.
1: Mm, they ain't got a good track record, have they? Germans, <laughs> you might be Austrians.
0: Or Austrians. He's not, yeah. he's not German. He's Austrian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Dan continues. He says, if anything, it, this is proof that the so-called super <laughs> uh, secret group chat doesn't exist. It's this result. I'm going to go and do my own podcast with Blackjack and hookers. All right, okay. It's with just with Martin Fitch, and we will get back to those two uh, heathens as well. Um, <laughs> Sharon in the chat. Uh, it's Monday night. You know what that means. Good evening, Sharon. Um, I hope you uh, you enjoy your your return gift. Um, sure uh, ah, yeah.
1: We are going to come to this so- shortly.
0: Okay. Uh, Sharon says it's Mag's Italian. Yeah, exactly. Part Italian, part moron
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> uh connor in the chat hello sir how are you He's saying hello mags and am proud to say that sjp fpl league is growing can't wait for the football season to start i, I have decided to not enter um any oh, um, fancy, fancy football leagues this year because i always end up giving up on them after about a month or so and never change okay. the team so why wow, waste my time <laughs> starting That's one? That, up
1: in the that could day. be an interesting experiment in itself. Pick a team for the opening day and see where you finish.
0: And if you do like fancy fo- uh, football, definitely check out Elite FPL with steve i um, I've been uh, kind of catching up with uh, some of Steve-O's uh, videos uh, and his, his streams, and he, he, he very quickly gets you excited for, yes. for the new football season. Because yes. he rants about anything but football, usually.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like this is a wrestling podcast, apparently.
0: Allegedly, um, just... Scottish Dan in the chat, uh, CWF, CWF evening. All, how are you, sir? Um, Connor then says, uh, "Sai's wearing an SM Land shirt. You may have to buy a Pulisic one here soon." Mm, to yeah, be a true. mediocre uh, American footballer. Yeah, that's good. Um, You're you well, fun in yeah, I think you will. Uh because the standards not fa- great there. <laughs> fun fact of the day, it's considered rude to cut your spaghetti in Italy. Uh, someone who I follow on TikTok, um, it's uh, an English wife and an Italian husband, and she's always doing things to kind of like see his reaction, and she snaps the spaghetti. Uh, and he goes absolutely the mental. Oh god. <laughs> okay <laughs> Ben in the chat hello ben hello, from, uh, from rant masters uh did someone say ranting no no we, we're placid on this show compared to compared to you guys um so no 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 ranting here and <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, sharon says the chessboard is epic also loving everything else especially the pen big thanks to mrs mags yep she's the no. star she's the star of this
1: no, not the pen. The pen's mine. I messaged Mr. Mags. Okay, a little bit of background for everyone who's unaware. Uh, we had a fantastic passport arrive um, from Mr. and Mrs. Mags, and it's uh, Mrs. Mags is doing some. Uh, what's the stuff resin work, isn't it? And, yeah. and making, yeah, and, and it's it's fantastic. The stuff she's made. One of the items is a chessboard with a chain wrestling logo incorporated into it, and yeah, obviously it's not just black and white. There's different coloured pieces. Like it looks. Freaking brilliant. I love it. And then there's a few other items as well. There's a couple of like, little, little domino kind of efforts and, and so on. And then Efforts? There's... Brilliant. She'll yeah, well, that. no, they're great. It's just, you know, but the, the pen is amazing. And I said to Maggie when it arrived, because Sharon was out to the house when, when I opened this, I said, I'm going to hide that pen. I'm having that. I'm not going to let her know. But as always, I forgot. So Sharon got to see the pen, and now it seems that she's claimed it for herself.
0: I will send you a pen.
1: Oh, thanks, mate it's fast thanks no honestly no, that, thank you very much to you and mrs mags it, it's amazing
0: i mean stuff there is not stolen. not one a bit of my work has gone into that um <laughs> okay. mrs mags wouldn't trust me to um uh, no. well, yeah um i'm glad you like it
1: yeah it's awesome pass on yeah. our thanks as well to uh mrs mags it is it is some brilliant brilliant work mate really good uh, stuff
0: and when will charlie be destroying you at, at chess then i don't know if charlie will have the patience to learn
1: i hope she will but I fully expect Liv will beat me because Liv is, has a habit of learning how to do something and then getting better than me and, and beating me. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I look forward to, you know, hopefully teaching the girls that I play chess, if they can tolerate my teaching style and so.
0: then them teaching
1: you and then they beat me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Charlie, if she did have the patience to do it, would have never been at beating me as well. So that's brilliant. Yeah. It is just the way it goes. mate. It
0: is the way it goes. Uh, Maxi, how you been mate? I should be, um, yeah, it's been uh, good. The weather has been on and off, hot mm-hmm. one minute, then absolutely pissing down. Uh, but yeah, I've have have had a jolly good week yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's been okay, mate. It's been
1: okay. It's a week of change in our house. And as mm-hmm. people know already, I don't like change.
0: Is it, is it the yearly bedsheet changing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, first of all, the change is going to incorporate what we spoke about previously, where uh, literally the bedrooms, as opposed to bedsheets, are going to be changing because we've got a bit more room now and we can you know move things around and me and Sharon can go back into the main bedroom, which means I get a bit more space to record in because this is literally the <laughs> walls here and so on, which is going to be nice. I can set up a proper little section in the corner for me to work in. All of that is going to be hardware, It's going to be grief. It's going to be hassle. I'm not looking forward to that. But when it's done, signed. But there's been another change in our house, Mr. Mags that, and it's something that I've always took for granted in, in the last few years that this particular item has been in our house. Sharon bought a new toilet seat. Okay. No, I never noticed that anything about, you know, you just sit on it to crap, don't you? So it is the way it is. Brilliant. You know, but this new toilet seat Whereas, okay, it's, you know, it's got sparkles on it and it's obviously better made and all this, whatever. It's quite a bit thicker. So all of a sudden, I'm pooing from about an inch or two higher up. <laughs> like a and I'm king. Like, and I'll tell I'm you what, shitting like a king, Sharon. It's, mate, it's thrown me. It's so weird. Just that small difference. Is it
0: because your feet don't touch the floor anymore? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I need one of those little steps. Is
0: it, <laughs> is it like when, when the, the, the little ones are potty training and you get like a small kind of uh toilet that uh, toilet seat that fits over the toilet and they're sat on it and the little legs of that dangling about. so have you done a wee wee? That's what it's <laughs> like for you, is it?
1: That's exactly what it's like because what you can't see here.
0: Well no, yeah, I can't get I can't get down off the toilet. <laughs>
1: Because that's the thing. What people can't see here on the screen for, when we're live is obviously I'm just shy of six foot tall, but my body is all torso. So <laughs> from, from my from my shoulders to my legs, yeah, from my shoulders to my hips is five foot, and it the rest very, of
0: is, <laughs> it is very much like if you've ever seen Austin Powers when uh, Austin gets on mini uh, minimes me's shoulders and pretends to yeah. work in the stars of the legs. And then the massive body,
1: yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. That's pretty <laughs> much
0: it. I am all tall, so I'll his ass with them two inch arms.
1: It is just like you know,
0: you <laughs> know, Sharon, <laughs> it's a sloppy one again. <laughs> <laughs> bring the hose pipe <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh dear uh i also sat down a bit quick on the new toilet seat and walloped my bollocks really really hard the first time i used it so that was uncomfortable you know it's just
0: wall- not <laughs> walloped your bollocks on your toilet yeah. seat yeah i'm surprised well, saw- you've not <laughs> said sharon that has yeah. to change back
1: well i don't even know where the old one's gone she's obviously binned it so i can't change it back so I don't get me wrong it looks much better of course it does because you know my wife makes good decisions like that i mean ultimately she married me so I mean, a, sp-
0: a sparkly toilet seat doesn't sound the best Oh no, no it's
1: i'll take a picture and send it to your Good. it's good no, i'm seat.
0: good <laughs> or if you do pre-usage
1: <laughs> pre-usage yeah yeah okay Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, we mentioned Mr. Benny Mac earlier on. Here he is joining us in the chat via Twitch. Here, saying, "Why is I, why am I dressed like Dennis the Menace?"
0: Do you know that's no. a good shout? That's... If he turned his head upside down, he'd even have the hair hairstyle of Dennis the Menace. I probably could.
1: Do. I could probably do it in my own hair, just spike it up. Mm. I, and know. then just have but a Dennis the, in the Menace background as Nasher. Yeah, there you go. Didn't Dennis the Menace's stripes go the other way though?
0: Uh, do you know? I, I can't even remember. Yeah. It, it may have done. Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I think it was. More of a hoop shirt, wasn't than yeah. a strap shirt. No. Yeah, so, so, so Benny, you that was go, a Benny. ridiculous uh, comparison. Benny yeah. should uh, should be ashamed of that one.
1: Must try harder, mate. This is an AC Milan jersey. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, uh, but we well, we've got our usual segments to get through this week. Uh, a great non wrestling topic and a Royal Rumble is our wrestling topic this week, which normally takes a little bit longer for us to cover. So we better crack on. Um, before we get into our Hall of Lame entrance for this episode of Chain Wrestling Live, is there anything else you want to bring up, my friend?
0: Uh, yeah, there's a, a couple of things. First, let, like, um, a couple of uh, members of our little community have had very uh, differing times recently, uh, and uh, it's it's quite convenient that Ben uh, is in the chat because he's uh, along with yourself is someone who brought uh, one of the situations to my attention. Um, a Friend of the show, uh, lovable rogue, and also probably a brexiteer. <laughs> Um <laughs> Fitch from Martin Fitch. Uh, he's had a, a bit of a torrid time of, of it recently. Um now as many of us will know, he's very um big in the car detailing and uh and uh car washing product scene. Uh and he uh he's he's suffered over the last couple of weeks with uh with uh some damages and, and losing some um some stuff that he was preparing for. Um, uh, was it wax stock, which is That's kind right. of like a, a convention for for, for that scene, uh, and he got really upset about it to the point where he was uh, potentially considering closing <laughs> his channel. But look at Sap mocking Fitch in his in his time of <laughs> need. Thought, no, I thought um, it was going to be a little cop. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Ben, the absolute superstar that he is, uh, um. Gathered the community, set up a goal for me, and uh, we was able to put a big smile back on uh, on Fitcher's face. And um, that was, it just shows how cool our little community is. That when one of us falls, no matter how much we like to uh, incessantly mock them, when one of us falls, we all are there to to pick each other up. Uh, so yeah, I thought that definitely. was a really cool thing. And then uh, the second one, I'm I'm actually. Um, in two man's whether to, to mention this one because he's he's is a turncoat. He's he's revealed himself to be an absolute turncoat. Um so today, uh one of the the the, the newest but also um uh, one of the uh, the more important members of the CWF, uh someone who's uh who's contributed to this show massively with his with his artwork, um King uh, Pigs Bladder, it's actually his uh, his birthday today. But what is he doing to celebrate his birthday? Is he hanging round with the 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 team that that uh, basically put him on the on the map? No, he's not. He's recording with that fucking Dan Griffin and that shitty Martin Fitch podcast on a Monday. How dare he? How dare he? I hope you I hope you get the shits, pigs bladders. Uh, but really, and your toilet seat's too high for you. Yeah, and I hope you whack your bollocks <laughs> on the toilet seat as well. Uh, but no, in, in in all seriousness, I'm sure you will listen back to this or uh, or catch uh, catch up on the the audio podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you've had a great day, sir. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for everything you've you've done. Um, it's it it's been amazing to be to have you involved with the show. So happy birthday, sir!
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, not all graphics make it to. show themselves because he makes so many and he's so brilliant at what he does (laughs) and various other shows utt bang bang uh the morton fitch podcast obviously he contributes to those as well just with images that get shared around twitter and the guy his artwork you know photoshop wizard that he is of course never fails to make me laugh so yeah fantastic work Uh, i'm not gonna lie to be honest that completely took me by surprise there maxi because when i said is there anything else you want to talk about I actually meant should we go to chicken news? I didn't think that you were going to go into
0: yeah, I mean, here's <laughs> you
1: presuming that we
0: had some chicken news. I can see it there. But like my- oh, shit. Okay, then. <laughs> here's chicken news.
1: <laughs> chicken news with Max, only on Chain Wrestling.
0: So if we go back a week, uh, when there was no chicken news to, to be had. I mentioned Ooh, that the the, the the farmer who I get my chickens from uh he's been um struggling to source new chickens because I, I, I think um he said that the uh, demand has been so high that he, he's struggling to, to keep a supply of, of uh of point of lay chickens but on the Wednesday um, just a couple of days after recording with, with Sarah, he messaged me and said, you can come and pick up some chickens today. So Fantastic. me, uh, Carlos, um, Thea and the wife went over and we quickly picked up our new chickens. So I thought, let's have a look at these chickens now. So this one, um, we've called, I think this one is archer. Obviously, we know Archie is a boy's name, um, but that's because we've, I've got a grandson called Archie. Um, the one in the screen right now, uh, we've called uh, Charlie after uh-huh. after saying Sharon's little girl and, and soon-to-be chess prodigy. Um, <laughs> the, what, the elusive one at the bottom uh, there, the, the wife has claimed that one, uh, so that one's called Baby Lou. And then... Um, this one at the top here is uh, the one that Carlos has claimed. That's his new favorite. Uh, he hasn't named it yet, though. But um, yeah, so we have some new chickens. So oh, eight fantastic. chickens in total now. Eight, and see, you're saying they got too many eggs as it is. What are you going to do though? Do you know we've got the? I mean, these chickens aren't ready to lay yet. It'll be about another six, seven weeks before these are able to lay. Um, and there is a bit of chicken bullying going on because Uh ironically chickens have a pecking order even though uh and two of the the older chickens are bullying the the little chickens a little bit to to get them in line um so egg production has come down a little bit because chickens get uh they when they fret or they get stressed they stop laying eggs as much so um but that'll pick up after that i have no idea where we're going to get where we're going to use so many eggs i may have to send some down to gloucester
1: do it man do it yeah Do you have to, when they get when they're laid do you write the date on the shell as to when they were laid so you know like you know
0: no, we we box them in order ah okay yeah. clever i hmm. mean not really it's just that box is full fill another box
1: fair enough <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, a comment there from mr benny mack in the chat with some chicken names for you, Magsy if you ever get stumped
0: well i I've, i was adamant with the wife this is the end of my my uh chicken purchasing and then within um two or three days i was like we know again some some more chickens oh my goodness
1: <laughs> you're gonna be asleep in the pen scene and they're just gonna have your house
0: I would happily sleep in the pen with, oh, that sounds wrong. I won't finish that sentence. Uh, future chicken <laughs> <laughs> James, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Hen Solo, Cluck Raider. I'm seeing a, a theme here, the very mm. Star Wars there. Princess Leia, Jabba the Hen, Big Bird. He's gone off track of there a little bit. Hillary Fluff, Dora the Explorer. That one is good. I'll, I do yeah, love like, it. Dora the, the Chicken would be amazing. Uh-huh. and Sharon Brilliant. says Charlie's doing her homework but she's just told me she wants an egg from Charlie when uh, little Charlie lays her first egg I will I will take a picture of it I'll send it you and then I'll video myself eating the egg sandwich <laughs> from that baby
1: because <laughs> it's the closest thing you're going to get because Bernie's a long old way away to be sending something as breakable as an egg <laughs> Oh, dear me. Uh, Magsy, I suppose we'd uh, better get on then and chuck some crap away into the old chain wrestling of lane, I suppose. Seems like ages since we've done one of these.
0: Well, it has seen as one of us was scarving. So, yeah, let's do it. The... What do you got for us, Max? Yeah, so some of the the darkest times or the darkest moments in wrestling it's, don't involve actually uh, in-ring work. It's, it's um, what happens in, in the private life of, of the wrestlers. Um, I mean, how many wrestlers do we know of who are uh, Predators. Um, how many wrestlers have uh, have had uh, substance problems, uh, abuse of mm-hmm. uh, drugs or alcohol, uh, and even um, wrestlers who take their their own or even other people's labs? Um, like the, one of probably the darkest uh, moments in wrestling is is the, the Chris Benoit stuff. Um, what happened with him was was absolutely monstrous, but. What Chris Benoit did is absolutely nothing compared to a story that that came across my um, my lap this last week or so. and I didn't know anything about this story until uh, until this week and and it's actually blown me away. Okay. So uh, there was a, a woman called Juana Barazza. Uh, Mexican, uh, and she didn't have the very best of, of of times. I mean, even for Mexican standards where it's a, a relatively poor country and uh, and children's upbringings can be brutal as it is, she had a particularly brutal one. Um, raised, uh, and I put that in, in speech marks, raised by a mum who was a, um, a massive alcoholic, she was actually sold by mom, um, to, um, to a mum to to a guy for for basically for prostitution. Um, so yeah, she had a horrific uh, start in life, but she turned it all around, and um, she eventually ended up being. Uh, a wrestler, um, uh, what they call in in uh, in Mexico, a rudo. I think the their terms are rudo and Technicas, uh which is like goodies and baddies. Because mm-hmm. in Mexico, it's it's kind of like Japan, where wrestling is is seen more as a a, a sport rather than than yeah. um, than entertainment. It's it's a essentially a way of life. Now she wasn't a huge star. Uh she didn't work for any of the big companies like CML, uh CMLL or AAA. Um she was um she was more of a, a regional wrestler. Uh so during the day she would sell uh popcorn at, at the, the local stadiums and then in the evening uh she would she would she would be a wrestler. Now that kind of seems like it doesn't fit into a uh, hall of Lame. but it's what she did at night that, that kind of elevates her status, I suppose. So between the years of 2003 and 2006, um, Baratsa murdered a lot of people. Um, elderly people she uh, she managed to get hold of a list of um elderly people getting government uh, assistance uh, she um conned her way into their into their um uh buildings and into their labs and uh most of the time she would she would strangle them whether it's with a phone uh, a phone cable or uh, anything she could find lying around she would she went around uh essentially strangling elderly women. Now the police really struggled to, to find out who had done this because they assumed that this was a male killer.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And it, it turns out that it wasn't, it was uh, this Juana Barraza. Uh, When she was finally caught, uh, it's, she had just strangled an 82 year old woman uh, to death with a stethoscope. uh, And then uh, she was caught by someone who was uh, renting a room in that woman's house, who called the police, and the police uh, was able to catch her. Um, when uh, when she was questioned, um, it became very apparent that she uh, ha- had a hatred for uh, elderly women, um, um, and the uh, her reasoning for this hatred was that she um, she had such. Uh, hatred towards her mother who was uh was an elderly person at that time that she kind of um transported her her feelings towards her mother onto these older women and and basically took it out of them um by the uh the end of uh the 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 sentencing she she was convicted uh, for 759 years in prison, and it is estimated that she has killed over 50 elderly women uh, in Mexico in, the, in a three-year spree. So today's Hall of Lame a very, very dark one, and it's uh, Juana Barraza, the the elderly murderer.
1: Yeah, that is a dark situation, isn't it? So, yeah. I, I had heard of this. The de- the name, I wouldn't know. The details, I wouldn't know. How long she got sentenced for, I wouldn't know. But I was aware of this this Mexican lady serial killer, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely... A... The Chris Benoit situation is obviously horrific, hideous, terrible. All the stuff that everyone always attaches to that whenever they have to discuss it for whatever reason, there's words that always tend to be attached to that statement. To turn around and say that something is potentially worse shows just how bad that scenario is, I think. So, yeah, very dark, scary situation. And it just goes yeah. to show that you never know, do you? I suppose, especially with regards to Mexican wrestling, it ties in quite well. You never know what's behind the mask, I suppose. You never know what's exactly. going on closed doors. Yeah, exactly. seat, so. It's just brutal. Absolutely and brutal. Blows your mind, doesn't it? Absolutely mm-hmm. blows your mind uh mine is not as dark as that <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on here here comes the the latter, the comedy
1: well i don't know if it's even that light to be honest because it is a bit it's another masked wrestler and it is a bit dark in certain aspects but here we go uh this is going to be a little bit of a contradiction as i explain it because certain aspects of this individual and certain aspects of this particular character in wrestling i really enjoyed but the more i thought about it and the more I looked back at certain things, and the more I you know, scanned back on the internet, I made a couple of notes here and there about this, this, the whole duration of this individual, the more I realized so much of it just doesn't age well. And so much of it just, there's no other way of wording it. It just sucks. I want to put forward the fiend, Bray Wyatt, Oof. as an entrant into the Hall of Lane. And I'll tell you for why. It's not necessarily Bray Wyatt himself and the way he portrays the character. When Bray Wyatt first appeared on our screens, he was the, the NXT version of Bray Wyatt. He was the uh, cult leader, I guess, was the way he looked at it. I loved that version with the Wyatt family and everything. I thought that was superb. Obviously, he went away. When he came back, we started having the Firefly Funhouse vignettes. Fantastic television. Absolutely superb. And then there was always that darker side to the character even before we started seeing the bits of the fiend and and you know pulling back of the curtain a little bit to see the other side of this uh almost kiddies tv style television presenter i guess is, is what they were going for i've got no issues with any of that no issues with bray wyatt's performance in in, in that role at all my issue is when he starts to actually wrestle as the fiend because all of a sudden you realise this is actually pretty shit and pretty damn stupid. Mm-hmm. He's got this alter ego of the fiend who apparently has superhuman power, endurance, can you know do all this supernatural bullshit to win matches and so on. And then he barely won because <laughs> he did lose a great deal as the fiend. And then secondly, he would also revert back to the Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt. To wrestle very important matches in his jumper and you know TV presenter style gimmick. Well, if he's got this alter ego, who in theory is all powerful and all you know conquering, he could revert to that. There was just a lot of booking decisions with regards to the theme when it got to the wrestling aspect that I just look back now and think that was bullshit. This was inspired, funnily enough, by a match on the car that we looked at today, because you have. Ray Wyatt taking on Eli Drake, or what's his name now? LA Knight, isn't
0: it? LA Knight, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, in some Mountain Dew, black, light site bullshit, sparkle match or some crap. And it's bullshit. It's crap. And I appreciate it's done for the advertising aspect. But even that is nonsense. They're trying to tell us at one stage that when the match finishes, they're trying to tell us at one stage that this mask that appears on the Fiend's face has grown there. I think it was Corby Graves that came out with this nonsense rather than he's just put a fucking mask on, which everyone's aware of. Even young children aren't buying into this shit. And then you get the knock-on, the ripple effect from this. And again, the, 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 the performance of this individual, absolutely fantastic. And I'm a big fan of them. But the fact that it affected their career in the way it did uh, when they were a star and a champion before all of this already says so a great deal. And that's how it affected Alexa Bliss. (laughs) Because for a long time, Alexa Bliss was dragged into this spiritual, is she Sister Abigail, is she not? All this kind of crap, you know, to the point where even when she's had, a, she's reverted back to her, not completely normal Alexa Bliss character, but she's reverted back to Alexa Bliss away from The Fiend. At this pay-per-view we're looking at today, Royal Rumble 2023, She's still got the Fiend playing videos in the corner and dragging her out and all this sort of stuff. And I think they're just... It's almost like they they had the things with Kane that worked for a period of time. They had the stuff with The Undertaker that was obviously ran for decades and worked really well. But the difference is, they moved on and The Undertaker especially went on to have a fantastic in-ring career towards the end of the streak. And the end, you know, his matches as The Dead Man, but way back in in the 80s, early 90s, whatever. They were what they were. And that was a different era. We've now got an era that work rate is more focused upon. And The Undertaker developed and changed and put on great matches. Bray Wyatt almost seems like he's gone the other direction. And I look back at anything that The Fiend is involved in now, in-ring. I mean, the Hell in the Cell match that had to be stopped, for example. Oh. Come on. So my entrance into the Hall of Lane this week is... I don't, I don't really know how to word it, Maxie. The misuse of The Fiend. Mm-hmm. the awful in-ring aspect of The Fiend. I'm not 100% sure, but my Hall of Lame entrance this week to go along with this Mexican serial killer is The Fiend in some form, shall we say.
0: Two very different picks. Um, I, I agree with you, and I think, the for me, the two biggest problems that Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend had was, one, Vince McMahon didn't understand what what Bray was going for. Um we've 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 mentioned about Vince Russo having brilliant ideas, but he then when you filter them through Vince McMahon, that's what makes them um stand out on TV. Um, but Vince McMahon is now so out of touch that he doesn't he he doesn't work well as a filter for me anymore. Uh, and then mm. Bray Wyatt is so creative that he needs somebody to, to filter that creativity sometimes. And, um, Vince wasn't the guy for that. So a lot of the fiend stuff didn't work. And then the second thing that, um, that really, it tick it ticked me off about the fiend, a character like that wouldn't go for a world championship. No, they, that wouldn't be their aim there was no need for that character to um to be in the championship hunt because you want to make a um a a, a character a creature that is unstoppable and then you fast track them into a the tile picture that character then should be championed f- for a long long time and it clearly was never going to happen the way WWE hot shot of the title around that 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 period. Um, so he was always going to lose and then lose the mystique of, of the fiend. So there was a mm-hmm. lot of mismanagement there. Um it had the potential to be an, an all time great gimmick. Yeah. But the mismanagement just killed it off. Absolutely yeah. killed it off.
1: Yeah, totally. Probably worried much better than me. to be fair, Max. You got you got what I meant a lot clearer than i did so thank you very much but there you go there is your slightly more serious this week uh entrance into the chain wrestling hall of lame we have remind me of the lady's name again sorry
0: juana barraza
1: yeah and her serial killing mexican exploits and the fiend and his i suppose career killing uh exploits potentially there we go should we dive into the chat quickly and see what people are saying before we get on with our non-wrestling topic mags
0: Yep. Uh, Firstly, uh, Sharon saying, "Oh, Charlie Chicken." Yep. As soon as uh, <laughs> uh, as soon as we got the new chickens, I said to to Lorraine, "We we need to uh, call one Charlie," and she fully agreed. So yeah, um, and Charlie actually stands up to the chicken bullies as well, you know, which is a good thing. So Brilliant stuff. Chases them back. So probably uh, quite like the the human Charlie. Um, then <laughs> Benny has come back with some chicken names. He's also given me an eBay link, but I can't open it on StreamYard, so I'll have a look at that uh, when I finish Benny. Uh, but he's come with some more chicken names. Chick Jagger, Cluck Norris, oh, Agatha Krista, Henny for Aniston, and Yoko Orno. That one, that last one is an abomination. Absolutely <laughs> abomination.
1: <laughs> um, Henny Aniston I quite like. That's quite cool.
0: Uh, Connor says uh, this sounds like the female and Mexican variation of the Night Stalker from LA uh, in in the uh, mid to late 80s. Yeah, Connor, it has got uh, the Night Stalker vibes. It's got um, Jack the Ripper vibes. Uh, yeah, just over 50 people in, in three say, years.
1: You say well. the female and Mexican variation. Wasn't the Night Stalker
0: of Mexican descent anyway? I think it was Hispanic. I don't know if it was yeah. Mexican okay Um, okay but definitely definitely was a man
1: yes he was
0: (laughs) um benny max says hall of lame after dark yeah we both went pretty pretty deep in hours um benny also says because brain lost so many matches that he should have won it became lackluster exactly with a character like that you need to keep up that that mystique and that um unbeatability uh and it it just didn't work once you once you lose that one match, the 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 uniqueness has gone. Um to this day, Bray Wyatt should not uh, should have beat Cena at WrestleMania 30. Uh yes, uh with Bray Wyatt and the match with Cena. Um at the time, yeah, he should have probably won it, but I think it did they did well to kind of uh, run it back at the with the cinematic match that, that Bray and, and Cena had. Uh like that, that, yeah.
1: That was superb.
0: Yeah, really, really clever. Yeah. Um, and that, again, speaks to just how creative Bray Wyatt is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I yeah. don't think anyone else could have pulled that off. Uh, Benny also says, uh, Undertaker had a great run with Supernatural, but when it was needed, Taker won. Exactly. Taker, Kane, all went on massive, unbeaten streaks because they were they were just so dominant, and, and Bray never had that. Uh, and but even...
1: It, sorry, Maggie, even The Fiend... Sorry, The Fiend. The um, the demon, Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another way. Same sort of time frame. That's another way of doing it. Finn Balor can lose matches and still look competitive. But then the demon comes out once, twice a year. Shit, it's the fan. And that character's yeah.
0: protected. There's a way to do it, isn't there? Exactly. And that's why I said Vince McMahon has probably lost touch. Because the mm-hmm. demon... Uh, absolutely uh, kicked ass on, on NXT. And when did the Demon first lose? When it when he came up to WWE. Uh. So there is that. Um, with Bray, I think uh, d- uh, they tried to do less is more, but he should have won so many matches uh, that he lost. Yeah, I, I, Benny is speaking so much sense. Um, Connor says the Fiend had potential. They just never let it loose and it, it was a shit gimmick. Yeah, um Sharon, Mags is so shocked by that, he's frozen. <laughs> um, frozen Mags is uh, is better than Broken Hardy. Yeah, and speaking of Matt Hardy, he's been in a uh, a Twitter battle. I got a notification of him in a Twitter battle with uh, Jim Cornette's lacquer. Uh, is he called Brian? Brian in Last. last. Yes. Yeah, so they've been going at it. Um, basically, Brian telling Matt Hardy he ain't got it anymore um uh, okay so if you want a bit of fun go and dig that one out uh kind of said will, almost almost went down the true crime rabbit hole going to have to save that for later what on uh juana juana barraza or the night stalker let us know which one you're you're looking at um uh, scott stanley less is more absolutely absolutely Uh they gave probably gave way too much with bray uh they put him in uh or, or with the fiend they put him uh. in in matches and and storylines that he didn't need to be involved in like i said the world title a character like the fiend has no need to be chasing that world title. yeah exactly you are always going to be on on a loser um uh when when he's in a, a title scene so it is what it is um uh Sharon says I gotta say it isn't a shit gimmick it's a heavily mismanaged gimmick there it's we and go it's awesome exactly
1: there um, we
0: go and Connor says he's going to be looking at uh Juana Barrazzo yeah it's, to be fair there's not a lot um of, of um stuff wrote about it out there you kind of have to piece it together from from different sources but uh-huh. it is quite brutal um yeah that's the chat all caught up with
1: lovely stuff thank you so so much everybody for joining in as we went a bit dark for the first uh, first period of our show here mr mags but let's try and lighten the mood shall we when we go uh I suppose jumping two-footed into our non-wrestling topic this week
0: let's do it
1: nwt time oh no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling topic.
0: Lovely, nice, lovely, nice. Oh, lovely, lovely. I just noticed that you were your drink had run out. Size this when you uh, put your order in for a cup of tea from. I Sharon. can hear.
1: I can hear my good lady coming up the stairs right now. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, now I'll tell you what it is. Okay, I'll be straight up. I love this new Milan shirt of mine. But I've not worn a football shirt in a long, long time—many, many, many years. I forgot how freaking hot, especially these old retro ones are, and I—I I deeply regret my decision to wear oh, this shirt.
0: They were hundred percent polyester.
1: Yes, indeed. I am roasting. So I've already finished one beaker of my my juice here. So my good lady is here now to uh, refill it. And I've got my cup of tea as well, Maxie, as so we dive into our non wrestling oh, topic.
0: Absolutely. You're
1: bloody brilliant, ain't she? a eh? Bloody she brilliant. Is. And because of this distraction for these wonderful beverages I'm being bought, I'm completely unprepared for our non wrestling topic. I haven't even bought it up on my
0: phone or anything, mate. Brilliant. Just Classy as always.
1: Shows how great and professional I am. Yes, our non-wrestling topic this week. We are looking at, uh, what blatant rip-offs, I guess, is the term that is uh, used. And it's inspired by something that, you know, it's what sort of came to light on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere recently. Oh no, I'll tell you where it was. It was on the radio when we were in the mother-in-law's car the other week and there was a different station on the radio to what we normally have and it's something that i've known about for a little while but it's funny that it was getting spoken about on a a national radio station and that was the song come as you are by nirvana Mm -hmm. a very very well-known song an excellent record as well by the way but it's a blatant rip-off of a track called 80s by killing joke Uh, when you hear the intro you'll just go holy shit how can they get away with that so that kind of got me thinking. I wonder if the CWF are aware of any other blatant rip offs or uh, people stealing from you know, ideas or creative or whatever from, from other people in different genres, whether it's music, film, TV, however it may work. So, yeah, that was kind of what we put out, Mr. Mags, wasn't it?
0: It was. Yes, it was. And we got quite a few uh, interesting responses
1: we did and some that I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to check out especially when I look at this first one here and I will go through them in the order they arrived into us Mr <laughs> Max <I won't. laughs> uh, and it comes to us from Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter Danny says he was blown away by the fact that the NWO Wolfpack theme song was a rip off of Militia Burn <laughs> but let burn until the sun burns your eyes burn until it sets on the west side just ride stay high all night let's just ride stay high i am up
0: this bitch, Miss Philly,
1: got... I don't know that militia is that how you say that is it
0: militia yeah
1: militia burn okay now i'm aware of who that is but
0: I've never heard that i mean if i've, I've i know the the end of your wolf pack song so yes. i would assume i've If I heard burn, it would sound a little bit like that, but yeah,
1: the wolf actually, I love as well. I find that I find that very unique. So the fact that it might be took from somewhere else interests me.
0: Mm. WCW were known to parody, um, Mm. other people. So I mean, look at DDP. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my favourite is the... That was pretty blatant. Oh yeah, that, that, that was another Nirvana track, wasn't it? It smells like yeah. Team Spirit that they ripped off yeah. there. My favourite is the Sid Vicious one in the later years of WCW. And it's just a rip-off of a Scorpions track. <laughs> but like a blatant rip-off of a Scorpions yeah, track. they, they just, have
0: n- absolutely no shame. No,
1: nah, it's brilliant. And Jimmy Hart apparently wrote, and I use air quotes for that, Jimmy Hart wrote most of those apparently. Of course, when I say wrote, he winked. just... He just changed the tempo and a, and a bass yeah. note here or there. <laughs> but though great shite Danny. We'll definitely go and check that out. Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says uh, British gladiators copied the American gladiators. I'm not sure about that. Cause it's, it's a fil- it's, it's a program of, wasn't it made by the same production company? So
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those kind of programs are when they're a hit in one country, the production company either licenses it out or they go and make uh, um, another version of it all over the world. So Mm. it all depends which one came first. I I would assume American Gladiators came first.
1: Yes, it did. Yes, definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah. And also the American office copied the British office, only less drama and more comedy. And um, less good. And less good. The, the fir- We've said about this a few times before, haven't we? The first series of the American office is literally just a, a copy of the scripts. Yeah, you know, of the English office, of the British yeah. office. Um, and because Merchant and Ricky Gervais were producers on it, and they they sold the rights and, and you know, well, s- sold cer- certain rights, and they made a lot of money out of it anyway, one way or another, and also had a hand in how it was produced and so on. So that's always going to happen, I guess. Benny in the chat, there was he saying
0: American- Americans copied rounders <laughs> and called it baseball. Wow, <laughs> that's brilliant!
1: Okie doke. <laughs> uh, ja at you more right on Twitter. Do you remember when I used to struggle to say that? Uh, yeah, like just that very second, then when you said uh, it. no, I said it right then, didn't I? more right, that's how you say that, isn't it?
0: You isn't do it? sound like you're h- halfway through a stroke by saying, Yeah, I'm all right, and then. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'm trying to do it by the way it's spelled. R-O-I-T-R-O-I-T. Right? That's how that's spelled. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's spelled as somebody from the, the black country would speak it. Well, there you go then. So I sound, I sound correct. Thank you very much. Well, if there's, <laughs> if there's one thing I would never say you sound, it is correct.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> they say, love the rakes. but very much like Joy Division. Don't blame them, though fair enough I'm not familiar with the Rakes Joy Division I like a lot
0: yeah a bit depressive for me yeah Um, but I don't mind some of their tracks L- yeah Love Will Tear Us Apart is one of theirs I think innit
1: yeah yeah when they you know they sing that old track about what you know, but, used to sing about Ryan Giggs didn't they did they what Love Will Tear Us Apart Gigs, Giggs will tear you apart again yeah yeah and um, then ironically when when Giggs moved on they started singing it about Fred which is
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally different yep. in there. Uh, but yeah uh jar makes a, a good point about um uh, there's a lot of bands that try and emulate other bands and end up mm. being like a, a wish version of that band so yeah in music it happens so much it's unreal oh yeah
1: yeah and you, and you end up having these these supposed movements, don't you? I guess. I mean, the, the big one that stands out, well, well, there's a few of them, I suppose, a big one that's a couple in the 80s, for example, uh, the thrash movement, of the early to mid 80s. You had what they call the big four in you know, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer and Megadeth. But you had a couple of bands before that as well, obviously, they had that similar sort of sound. But then you had thousands afterwards who never quite <laughs> did it exactly. This and, and on the other side of the country, you had the hair metal movement in LA and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, the glammy side of things there, so you had the likes of Crew, Cinderella, and Poison. But for every Poison, you had a a White Lion or yeah. or something. Yeah, you know, it's just that it, you know that it becomes so saturated, Maxi, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah,
0: I think I think that you could say that about every kind of um, genre of music uh, when it explodes uh, mm-hmm. and becomes that that new big thing in music. All of a sudden, there's thousands of bands doing it we had it with with grunge uh oh yeah so many grunge bands we had it with uh brick pop uh and indie. um for every uh oasis there was a million shed sevens Mm. or casts or uh, embraces so yeah it's music is so rap for um blatantly ripping off other artists yeah
1: there we go uh, we come to the part of the week where we hear from our good friend, Steve-O, at Total steve on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's and he says, immediately, what springs to mind is Seth Rollins' original song is a rip-off, more specifically the breakdown, to an after-the-burial song called Berserker. The original Rodin's track was by the same group that did Cody Rhodes's music. Uh, is it Downstate? They're called. Yeah, Downstate. Yeah, because yeah. the original Rodin's track actually did have lyrics to it. They just took them off and used that
0: <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which So Downstate stole it from. Yeah, naughty. From after the burial, then. Yeah. How there we dare go. they?
1: I very dare them. Um, (laughs) Steve-O continues. In The Bill, there's been many stories similar to one another. Suppose like any long-running TV show. I've said before, there's one series that focused predominantly on house robberies and abductions. Every episode, virtually the same. It was bloody awful.
0: (laughs) A full series of The Bill, and it's all about house robberies or abductions. Jeez. I mean, they had like
1: A separate division for that. And it was just about that division.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carver had been demoted from homicide <laughs> to, to burglary. I thought Steve, I was getting at, though, because again, you get successful
1: storylines. I suppose it's very difficult to go original stuff as well, but you look at, uh, I suppose EastEnders, one of the massive storylines in EastEnders with Dirty Den sleeping with one of his daughter's friends and all this sort of stuff. That sort of thing popped up again in like, you know, coronation street two or three years afterwards and all that sort of stuff
0: in in soaps if there's a a big storyline in one it tends to happen that over the next couple of months other soaps will have a a very similar storyline.
1: yeah yeah
0: it's it's a lot of copy
1: yeah yeah i get you uh from a comedic aspect in extras steve-o says Andy Millman bribes a bouncer to sit in a, uh, the VIP area. 60, 60, I know, so I will butcher that joke. Fair enough. I don't I don't know the joke, so I'm assuming I have. I apologise, Steve, if that's the case. You dumb motherfucker! Anyhow, he sits down, and it's the same seat as when his agent sits outside the VIP section next
0: to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Oh. So, basically, he spent the money for, for n- no better view.
1: Right, okay uh afterlife series 2 Stewart says lots and lots of the same jokes were ripped from extras and a lot of the time i thought hold on that's been said before uh talking of seth rollins in 2015 the ascensions theme was virtually the same as rollins ah see i, I think it was a bit different but uh, there's similarities isn't there mm-hmm.
0: it's it was it cfo at that time okay or, yes or cfo dollar sign whatever they were yeah called. Didn't they
1: do the Undisputed Era's tune? Because that was
0: good. Yeah, uh, Alistair Black's tune. Uh, there was a, right. a big spate of where they they did. They, I think they did glorious as well. Bobby, okay. Bobby Rouge tune. Um, so yeah, they probably would have just copied, copied the music and, like I said, changed up the tempo, speeded it up a little bit, changed mm. the pitch and pretended it was new. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: I love this one from Stevo as well. Seeing as I have on now. A.W.'s Collision logo looking identical to W.W. Nitro. Yeah, oh, well, my well, word.
0: That, that <laughs> was done on purpose. Tony can't yes. said it was done as a homage to Saturday Night Wrestling. Yes, there you go. The old TNT. Yeah, and obviously
1: both of those were heavily swiped from Nitro Nights, which you can hear on this network. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, actually, Collision, using Saturday Night's Right for Fighting on their podcast, uh, on their show, sorry, swiped also from Nitro Nights and Scottish Danny's uh, look at Nitro uh, Saturday Night, WWE Saturday Night. There, but we don't talk about that because I have a
0: fucking hatred. And, delici- <laughs> and the delicious irony is that Collision and Nitro Nights and probably get similar amounts of viewers or listeners.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Steve O says, "I do, I don't think Collision
0: gets that many. It's, dro- <laughs> it, it's dropped by almost seventy percent in two weeks." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Collision gets as many
1: as Nitro Nines.
0: No, exactly. So <laughs> uh, that's, the competition isn't NXT or, or WWE. It's Nitro Nats. Yeah, there we go.
1: Uh, Steve-O says as well, I just bought up a Bill story, which was identical, but didn't quite hit as hard the second time. So Jim Carver became an alcoholic. It was a very dark, upsetting storyline. About two years later, same story, but gambling. Didn't quite work as much, and in my opinion, just fell flat.
0: Poor okay. Jim Carver, recovered from alcoholism, only just to, to fall into another vase of of gambling. And Steve was there saying, oh, I'm, I'm not that bothered that you're a gambler. Poor Jim. <laughs> no love
1: there. Yeah. You don't seem as upset, mate. You don't seem as bothered by this addiction, so it's not hitting me as hard. Try um,
0: harder. I'm disgusted at this comment. Is Mags a Chris Miles ripoff? No, uh, he's a Mags ripoff. <laughs>
1: there we go you got a bit of the moils about you ain't
0: you really listen we we can trickle the commandments <laughs> <enemies. laughs>
1: just the, that sudden change there that tone of listen
0: yeah. <laughs> too far <laughs> too far Tony
1: uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter this one's says, brilliant this yes. one's
0: fucking brilliant
1: with the amount of former Huddersfield Town players that have been on the books at Ashton Gate, it's only a matter of time before Bristol <laughs> City start playing in blue and white stripes.
0: <laughs> Amazing. See, Andy from Bang Bang stop stealing Huddersfield Town players.
1: There we go, look. There we go. Uh, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He says, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash was first recorded by his sister-in-law, Anita Carter.
0: Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bringing her to the heart's desire I fill in the ring of fire I fell into, into the burning ring of fire I fell down, down,
1: down Okay, down interesting, didn't know that Oh, wow. uh, Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is a cover of an Edna Swap
0: song. And, I knew that Torn was a was a cover. Mm,
1: yeah, but again, I suppose covers are a bit different, aren't they? Because they're not rip-offs. They're not. They're not actually rip-offs. They're cover versions, aren't they? I,
0: I mean, I suppose it depends. If the for me, if the original was a big hit. And then someone else has done their version of it. I can kind of get behind that. But it's when the original isn't a well-known track and then someone someone uh, covers it and it becomes mm. a massive hit and that song is then inextricably linked to that, that cover Gosh. version. That can be quite annoying because the original um, uh, creator of that song doesn't get the recognition that perhaps they should get.
1: No, they get the fucking royalties, and that's what really matters.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <exactly. laughs> and Natalie Imbruglia, back then, in that era, she could do whatever she wanted. She was lovely. Um, Dan Griffin continues. Red Red Wine by UB40 is a cover of a Neil Diamond song. Yeah. Yeah, are oh, you know, yeah. not? That, funny, that came up on this new game show that me and Sharon are watching. Um, it, it's like, it's a music quiz, but it's ridiculously difficult. And okay. that was a question like, that we watched last night. So that's funny, Dan brings that up now, isn't it? He may have watched the same show. He may have. He may have. It's very difficult, though. When me and Sharon get a question right, we're really proud of ourselves. And it's not because we're stupid. It's genuinely <laughs> difficult. Because Sharon's really clever. I'm pretty stupid. But Sharon's really clever. So when we get one right, it's like, oh, we got that one. That's that's good.
0: That, you know? that, that reminds me of something I, I heard of, um, about... Someone who watched uh, University Challenge, I I love University Challenge, I think it's a brilliant uh, show, but somebody watched it and said that they were just going to reply egg to every single question and then eventually that will be the correct answer and they can look really smart. Um, I don't know if it worked. I I can't remember there being an answer where it's egg. but
1: Brilliant yes so he does something be? similar with this is a different music show called the hit list have you seen this one uh no on I'm bbc okay that, that this one's a bit easier um it's not as difficult as the other one that's on like whatever other channel it is but
0: the you know, one like, that you're on is called pop master pop. According to oh, there you
1: go thank you sharon yes the the um the hit list is a little bit easier it's on saturday night on bbc one it's that like kind of you know early evening entertainment kind of thing Okay, and they have different reigns for different decades of music and they'll play you a little clip and you've got to guess what song it is Liv had a similar mindset in that whenever it got to the seventies, doesn't matter what gets played. She will just shout Slade every single time until, and, so, and, and eventually obviously she got it right. And she was over the moon. Oh, then. Brilliant. See, so it's, it
0: a, it's a plan that works. Yeah. There you eventually.
1: Go. If, yeah. Cause it took, it took a long time. Um, <laughs> I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. Dan Griffin says is a cover of a song by The Arrows. Yeah, I think I knew that as well. Actually, <laughs> uh, Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin is a cover of a Jake Holmes folk song. Okay, is that? I think that's the one that had a court case over it, isn't it? Is that right? Oh, Stairway no to idea. Heaven. They went Stairway to Heaven. They went to court over a, a part of the Stairway to Heaven. There was like real issues over that for a long time. But I think Dazed and Confused was the same. Okay.
0: The Thieving
1: Bastards. Yeah, see, I never liked Zeppelin. I yeah. knew there was a reason. Um, <laughs> Venus by Bananarama, obviously on a similar musical level as Led Zeppelin, is a cover of a Shocking Blues song.
0: I mean, I don't think that Rama had much input in stealing that because they were very manufactured, weren't they? They were in that whole kind of uh, Pete Waterman era. So... They just sung what they they were told to sing. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't they was Shakespeare's sister? Two of them
1: were in Banana Rama, is that correct?
0: Uh, what Marcella Detroit was in Banana Rama. Well I might think sure. it was a different band. I
1: yeah. think Shakespeare I think
0: two didn't two of the girls from Banana Rama go on to being Shakespeare's sister? I don't I don't think so. I think you might that might be wrong. Marcella Detroit, the singer from Shakespeare's sister I don't think she was in Bananarama no what am I thinking of that a different girls band perhaps Slade <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's it Noddy Holder was one of Bananarama <laughs> you can you imagine with those teeth <laughs> 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 I'm <"Live> your Venus <laughs> I'm <"Live> your fire said <laughs> uh, um, one of Bananarama was in Shakespeare's sister
1: oh uh, okay well there you go okay, oh, it's you hard go. right
0: yeah, half rap, right,
1: but also half wrong. Yeah, we go. I'll take that, mate. I'll take that. Cam at Cam ninety two on Twitter. He says, "Ultimate rip off copy has to be Little or this Aldi." Is
0: brilliant. I'm all for them. I remember this this story. It was. So I annoying. had to ask because I
1: didn't. But then he mentioned it, and I was like, "I do remember." Uh, Cam says the Colin the Caterpillar saga last year was brilliant, and he explains this as being. Um, Marks and Spencer is taking Aldi to court over their version of Colin the Caterpillar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: More the social media posts and subsequent yeah. ones from Aldi that were great. Lawsuit got settled out of court, he believes, and both still sell their versions. Yeah, was
0: there uh, the the sales of uh I, I can't remember what the MS MS one was called, but they were essentially the same. Um the supermarkets have a caterpillar slash uh little uh creepy crawly cake because kids are fucking idiots and anything with a face and they they want to buy it don't that but yeah uh m s did take Aldi to court, but um the social media s- stuff was brilliant by Aldi. really kind of like got the public on their side, but the irony is that both uh versions sold like absolute gangbusters, so right okay. So it ended up working for both companies, and I think that's that's probably the main reason why uh, they ended up settling out of court. But yeah, you can you can still get Colin the Caterpillar, and and I don't know if theirs was called Clad, it might have been called Clad, um, Clad the Caterpillar. But yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, it it Colin literally looked like a and what you would expect an Aldi version of something offer another supermarket's product to look like amazing just a cheaper version yeah
1: that stuff's great though uh, is it Eld- uh, sharon in the chat on though is it their pepsi max that we buy the girls uh, and 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 their professor peppy they do <laughs>
0: professor their,
1: pepper which is their version of dr pepper, <laughs> dr. pepper yeah. it's, it's but it tastes exactly the same it is and i know people go oh yeah the cheaper versions aren't quite right it is exactly the sodding same
0: yeah don't they do like um Instead of Monster Munt, they called Monster Claws. Monster Munt yes. and Monster Claws, stuff like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, brilliant stuff.
0: Like <laughs> Mars, but their copies of Mars bars are called, like, Tartan or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just as good, mate. They're just as good. Uh, that's what I've got. They the
0: same factories.
1: That's it. They're just wrapped up different, didn't they? That's what exactly. it comes down to. You. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's it off Twitter. Well, actually, no, it's not because we've just been told in the charts by Benny Mack he's sent us an image on... Yeah,
0: well he would have done, but man, doesn't refresh because Twitter hates people who don't hang around on it anymore. Um so you'll so you you'll click, probably have to see that.
1: Yeah, if you click refresh, we'll just get all the porn you come up to you will know, search for and yeah, stuff. I mean and you don't want to see that.
0: Exactly. I mean one of the the, the topics that was uh that on my screen that was uh That that was trending. Apparently, is only fans in the UK. (laughs) Brilliant. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. (laughs) I can bring bring the image up
1: on the screen here for anyone listening. We have um, from in the corner, which is uh, Mr. Benny Mack. It's the cover from, I believe, it's the Wall by Pink Floyd and the LGBT logo flag emblem there, <laughs> Oh, asking if it's a ripoff.
0: Benny um, being very political there. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty certain Pink Floyd don't own the rights to the fucking rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how things work.
0: I mean, to change subject very, very quickly, Benny says, what do you know about Popsar? Uh, you like cream soda, you delinquent. I like
1: delinquent. cream soda, and what? Queen as a grown-up pop for grown-up people.
0: It's not. It's absolutely for children. <laughs> it's good though. It's good. Have you got any that uh, springs to mind, magazine? Um, In terms of um, of copies and homages and and rip-offs, um, do you remember the the? Well, you probably won't, but people in the chat may, uh, may do. I will. Uh, there, there was a song recently, uh, fairly recently, called Harlem Shake. Um, and it was a, by a, a DJ called Bauer. Now he's um, he's on uh, TikTok a lot, uh, and what his kind of like um, his content is about is he looks at songs uh, in like popular songs or big hits, and he breaks down all the the samples in those songs. Okay, um, and he. Not in a, a a way to like disparage the 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 uh, the artist, but more as how impressive that it is that they can take a tiny uh, sample of of, of of one song and and make that the the main thing in their song. And he's it, done a whole kind of series on on huge songs like songs from Fat Boy Slim from. Um, um, rock bands like, um, like Nirvana, for instance, and he's, he's, he's worked out where those samples come from and he, he plays you the original and then plays you the, the, the sample uh, in, in the the new song. And it's really interesting just how much music is recycled and things that you think are fresh and new uh, 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 inspired or or sample uh, stuff from from a long long time ago. It's uh, it's quite memorable. So if you if you ever have a few minutes on TikTok, definitely go and search out Bower uh, and just have a watch. I know it's that will definitely be down your streets. So I've been a a music mm. aficionado, um, but yeah, just music in general. It's all it's forever been uh, a, a genre where where things are copied off, off, yeah. off people. I mean, things like, um, songs like achy break heart, I believe was a, was a copy. Now you listen to that from Billy Ray Saris and you think I've never heard this before, but yeah, that was, I think it was st- taken from a, a band called the, the Marcy brothers. Um, so yeah, just music in general, uh, is just, it's like a circle. Like a, a constantly revolving circle of of yeah. stealing music, um, so yeah. If you you want any um, examples of 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 um, homages or or offs just chuck a chuck a dart at your your record collection and you'll find one.
1: Yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the the most famous one to me that springs to mind now is the the Verve Bittersweet Symphony there's isn't there a bit there, of that
0: that that absolutely grants me that of what actually happened with that one
1: it's a so, tiny little piece isn't it that's that's from a rolling stones track
0: no it's not even it's not from a it's from a cover of a rolling stones track um that was done by an orchestra and they took that bit for to be that like the hook of their song and um Mick Jagger uh, and Keith Richards, it it wasn't them in particular, it was their record company, who also was the record company of the orchestra. They basically took the royalties, uh, 100% of the royalties. So the verb made zero money off that. Absolutely everything. And it was actually a few years ago that that Keith and Mick, who uh, basically... On the rights to the music the, of the Rolling Stones, they've give back the 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 rights and the royalties to uh, the the guys of the Verb. So that oh, has actually got, that. That's yeah, that's got a, a bit of a happy ending now. But yeah, that that was essentially a, a cover of another song, and then yeah. the original uh, artist basically claimed it.
1: Ah, okay.
0: I've got kind of a, a weird one for mine,
1: a little bit of a reverse one, if anything, because everyone's aware, you know, I, I like my music on, the, shall we say, the, the heavier side. And one of the biggest heavy metal bands of all time is obviously Metallica. Now, Metallica's original lineup, when they were playing the clubs and recording demos and um, touring uh, along the one coastline, specifically of the United States, just before they had their big breakthrough, the it was... You know, Hetfield, you know, on guitar and singing, um, Lars Ulrich on drums and, uh, and Hulk gone. Hogan on bass. Hulk Hogan on bass, of course, was yeah, he was on bass. But the lead guitarist was Dave Mustaine, who is famous for <laughs> Megadeth now. And when they arrived out, but they basically all loaded their gear up into a, into a bus and, and tracked across the country to start touring on the other side of the States. When they arrived there, they kicked him out because they'd already had their guitarist lined up when they got there. Well yeah, cool. he Yeah, yeah, that's it. He um Brother. had written a great deal of the guitar parts for Metallica, what became Metallica's first album, Killem All, which was released in eighty three or eighty-four, I think it was. Uh so they they were penned, not penned, sorry, they were they were recorded and released by the new guitar player in Metallica, and Metallica claimed them as their own. However, when megadeth were formed by Dave Mustaine after he was kicked out of Metallica, and he released killing is my business which is the first megadeth album a year later all those same guitar parts are in that album because he wrote them and they're his mm-hmm. guitar parts and so even though they, came out, they could do about it. exactly so even though it came out a year after what people might deem as the original bits because it's not whole songs it's just guitar licks guitar parts and so on <laughs> it was almost like the reverse of this because he wrote them and the band took them and he then used them for his first album with Megadeth and so on. So it's kind of a weird back twisty kind of scenario.
0: That that is badass pettiness.
1: Oh, yeah. Dave Mustaine's insanely petty about getting kicked out of Metallica. But the the moral of the story is, you know, know, the the moral of the story is, obviously, if you're in a big band and you're about to be successful, don't take fucking heroin. There
0: we go. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Sharon in the chat has... uh, as um, as <laughs> considering the amount of dupe products I sell, I'll keep myself to myself over here, and by that I mean <laughs> bath bombs, not dodgy handbags. That's actually reminded me of 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 one that's not related to entertainment uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, Lorena uh, holiday in Turkey quite regular and one thing in turkey that they are uh, very lenient on um is copyright now in Aww. all yeah in all of the the massive uh, holiday resorts in turkey you will find lots of shops on the main roads that sell copy goods and not just handbags not just perfumes but football shirts <laughs> Trainers, anything that has a brand name, you can get a copy of in in Turkey, uh, and even the names of the business uh, are, are, are copied. There is plenty of shops called eBay, plenty of shops <laughs> called Google, Selfridges, Harrods. Tesco.
1: You said selfridges then in my head, I've got sell fridges and it's just
0: white goods. I mean, it would not surprise me if they had like dodgy fridges that you could, you could sell. I mean, we were, me and Lorraine once went in the shop where they, they had uh copy football boots. I mean, of all the things to copy a pair of football boots, but they, they, they had them and, Interestingly, a lot of the times they, they'll they have copies of, of things that have only just come out or not even available yet. Um, so we went one year when um, the Adidas Yeezys were just becoming a big popular thing. And the, the shops had thousands and thousands of pairs in all different colours of Yeezys. Um, yeah, they just... They love their copying in, in, in Turkey. And it's dirt cheap as well. It's like 10 to 20 euros for something that's copying a pair of shoes that would have been 500 quid. You know, it's
1: they, is it good quality, though, or is it shit?
0: I mean... Because
1: I'll give you a shopping list this next time you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the wife the got a Michael's cause back from there, and I think it cost 15 euros, which probably worked out, uh, no, 15 lira, which probably worked out to about six quid at the time, right. Uh, and I think she's still got it now, I don't think she uses it, but she's still got it now, and it, it never fell apart or anything like that. Um, so and the, the football shirts look exactly like the football shirts that they meant to look like. Um, okay, if you were to focus on them and, and really kind of look at the detail, you'd probably find differences, but. If you were just to wear them or carry them or whatever, people wouldn't know the difference. I don't think. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll send you over some money. The magazine. Something like that's the kids' Christmases sorted for the next 12 months, or
0: <laughs> you'll see Sarah in about two or three weeks wearing a, 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 a Rolex watch that he's, he's got for like eight quid. Or well,
1: it'll, say, it'll say Polex on it or something.
0: <laughs> no, it says Rolex, it will say Rolex. And the, it's got 13 Rolex, hours in the day, yeah? <laughs> well, yeah, or the, the second hand doesn't quite go around.
1: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Thank you so much, everybody, for your non-wrestling topic, shites, and uh, messages to the show, tweets to the show, etc. As always, the show doesn't exist without your good selves. But, Magsy, I suppose unless we want to have a quick scan through the chat one last time, we'd better
0: talk a bit of wrestling, hadn't we? I mean, we can, but we, there's still some uh, some to go through through the chat. Uh, Benny Mac says, if you remember, Sir had t-shirts taken down because uh, the scone wars looked that like, uh, similar to Star Wars. So Pink Floyd should sue sue who though? Who would you sue? Prad? That's not going to go down well in the sticks. Yeah, it, the, Pink Floyd will get cancelled.
1: Also, Christ. Benny, when you say <laughs> when you say your scone wars t-shirt looked similar to star wars i would raise that a little bit and say it looked the fucking same as star wars (laughs) Uh, i mean but i loved it i love the shirts
0: how many of the 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 chain wrestling and sjp um world media t-shirts look eerily similar to oh fucking loads of them (laughs) loads of them uh, uh, uh,
1: that was, there, was, there was this whole selling point of, of, of a couple of the shirts on the site buy these quick, they're going to get took down so. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, Benny also says the chocolate bars at Aldi's are Tartan yeah, is Mars, yeah. which absolutely makes sense, and then Racer is Snickers now, for, for you young'uns, that probably do not make a lot of sense but, for us oldies that's because Snickers used to be called Marathon and oh, Marathon yeah. is a long ass race I only just got that. Wow. How many races have you eaten as well?
1: Well, as in chocolate bars or you know, athletes? Either or <laughs> well, one athlete, about eighty seven chocolate bars. But
0: <laughs> um Benny also says Ray Bans in Turkey, Ray Bonds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um uh, my mum uh, Sharon says my mum came back from Greece with a YS, uh, YSL bag. I mean, it's that is it? That's right. It so? Eve on.
1: Yeah, but she's put it in quotation marks. Obviously, as so if it's, it's not one. real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wonder, I, I'm, with the rolling eyes emoji, she's attached to that message. I wonder if my mother-in-law thought it was real. I'm not sure. Sharon, let us know.
0: I bought a real bag for like 14 euros, Sharon. Honestly, it's amazing over there in Greece. <laughs> uh, Benny Matt says, Chan is, uh, is one as well. The copy lords, cars especially. Yeah, there's a, Oh, um, yeah. Um so there's a YouTube channel called Donut and they focus on on cars and, and motoring. And they did a list of, of Chinese copies cars. So there's copies of Range Rovers, uh Bentley's, uh, McLaren's, Curtis Egg's. They they if there is a popular car out there, they will copy it. And wow. they, they're not the best-looking quality, as you would expect from, from China. But, yeah, they they look eerily similar. Because, again, they've no copyright law.
1: So yeah, fair enough.
0: Sharon says um, um, her mum got a, a Michael Kors bag a few years ago. It's a terrible copy, but decent quality. I mean, I'm not going to buy the a real Michael Kors bag anyway. So <laughs> she, she'll never know the, the, the similarities. Benny says... But it said scorn wars. It did uh, look very good,
1: to be fair. It did look really and Sharon good. Sharon said,
0: sure. No, she knew it was fake this time, which suggests that there's been times that she thought that it was real. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Your, your mum may be gullible, Sharon. But anyway, that's the chat I caught up with.
1: There we go. There we go. If you finished insulting members of my wife's family, we'll have to move on. <laughs> I mean, it's different
0: to you insulting them, though, no, is it? So it's a change.
1: Well, this is true. This is true. And lastly, we have Cam Griffin. Hey, yo, CWF. Hello, sir. Nice of you to join us as we just about enter our wrestling portion of the show, Maxie, I guess.
0: Finally. It's only Finally. It only took 90 minutes to get there. <laughs> now i have to find the button uh, let's get ready
1: ah lovely lovely bit of vimto that is that like the voice i love vimto mags
0: um yeah lorraine loves vimto um mm. i'm not a massive fan of it i find it too sweet oh okay yeah but anyway, um, <laughs> why don't you put like do. a
1: bit of Vinto in your, in your cream soda? No, you can't, you can't do that. You got to put lemonade in squash and then just use less squash and then that's banging.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, cream soda. lemonade. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But cream soda, that's like a vanilla flavor. You don't mix vanilla with like orange or black currant, do you? That's yeah, what you're doing.
0: Oh, sorry. Fucking lardy well, yeah, what, 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 what would you mean? I, I, I didn't realise we had fucking Anthony Worrell Thompson up in the house. <laughs> so
1: would you happily mix, like, a vanilla drink with a blackcurrant drink?
0: I, I, I don't know. I would try it. I was only making a suggestion, sir. Jesus Christ. All right, bloody hell. I didn't mean How that dare that, you I'm mix sorry. blackcurrant and vanilla? Those <laughs> flavour profiles will never go together. <sighs>
1: Oh, apologise, Mags. I didn't mean to upset you.
0: Salt base, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, can we get on now and talk a bit of wrestling? It's up to you, sir. Shall we? Let me just raise my pinky as I drink my water. That's a big bottle of water as well, isn't it? How cool is that bottle, though? It's like a miniature um, water cooler bottle.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of water. Is that like a target? you got to drink that much during the day or something?
0: No, I'm, I just get annoyed going back and forth to collect drinks of water.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. On that note, actually, here in the chat, Cam Pepsi with literally any cordial. I'm I'm not having that.
0: If that now, I, I will agree with fucking Heston Blumenthalia. That is... <laughs>
1: I'm not having that. That is I, but that was something in, in a non-restent topic a few weeks back. And Cam says he has Pepsi with orange squash.
0: Well, Cam is a scruffy dosser.
1: Thanks for joining us though, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> we always <laughs> appreciate your input, that. sir. <laughs> there did used well, to be a couple of special edition uh Pepsies. Um a pineapple one, which was absolutely glorious. And really? a strawberry flavoured one as well. That was good. So, yeah, he might actually be right. I might have to eat my own crow here and say that, yeah, it might be good to mix Pepsi with Cordial.
1: Should we try it next week?
0: No, let's not. Okay. Anyway, Maxie, you won the poll. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: A Cordy poll at that. Yeah, indeed. I'm surprised. Uh, yesterday, we were oh, over at my mother. That's
0: when you know you've won so much in a no, row. I'm what? surprised what? you won what is this you're very unpopular aren't you mags
1: what is that literally we said let's start let's talk about wrestling now you played our little jingle
0: and you your attitude has just changed is is it gone past your bedtime
1: now i have
0: to build up a tolerance to the meds again yeah i've gone (laughs) wow because you've turned into a really grumpy prick (laughs) how do you not know that that was me all along
1: Mm, maybe, maybe. What I meant was, I was surprised because it's a match from this year, and Cody's in it, and I know that there's a couple of people who are not big Cody fans who vote in our poll.
0: So I was surprised. So then, luckily, we've got a lot of other fans of, of our show who must be Cody fans, even though I did say at the top of the show, I don't, I don't count this as a Cody, a Cody, no match. Because yeah. he's he's in it. He comes in literally last. Mm-hmm. And he's in it for such a short time. This is this for me is it makes Gunter the absolute star. Yeah,
1: yeah without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, and speaking of that, well, I suppose Magzi option on the poll one, War Rumble from this year, twenty twenty three, in the Alamo Alamo Dome in Texas. San Antonio. Yeah, the home of Shawn Michaels, mate, where he won the world title in nineteen ninety seven. Good time.
0: Did he also win the rumble as well? In the
1: Olympics? no, he won it. He won the world title in ninety seven at the Royal Rumble. Ah, okay. But he wasn't in the rumble. He won the rumble in ninety five and ninety six, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. were in Connecticut. And I can't remember the other one. That's going to bug me now.
0: I'm sure you'll sure you'll check Wikipedia.
1: I'll remember at three o'clock in the morning, just suddenly wake up and go, Sharon, it was in (laughs) anyway. Uh, Yeah. Gunther starts the match. He is number one and he is up against, uh, Seamus who is number two. Now, first of all, Maxi, this is in a massive dome. It's a huge venue. It's ginormous. Yeah. What are your thoughts when it comes to a, not a pay-per-view in general, but a Royal rumble, with regards to the length of the entranceway,
0: now there is shows especially when they have it in Madison Square Gardens where the entranceway is incredibly short. Uh, but saying that, I do actually like that that camera facing the 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 entrance where you see the wrestler straight away. But this is ridiculously long. They, yeah. I mean there are wrestlers in this match that only just get to the ring when the next person <laughs> is is due to come out it's yeah. it's it's so long so so long and guys like Ortiz, for example who's uh, quite a quite a husky bloke he was shattered by the time he got to the ring <laughs> absolutely shattered so yeah there there has to be some sort of um middle ground uh, I think Royal rumble's may not be suited to to stadium events. They may need to limit it to arenas. I think. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Think fair enough.
1: <laughs> I like the I like the music. The longer the entrance music plays and so on, I enjoy that. But yeah, this did get to a point of bloody. Ah, this is a bit, you know. Especially when you had um, anyone from Alpha Academy come down. You Sharon.
0: Sh- Sharon, Sharon. what's she asking you there, mate? I don't I, I, listen. She's overstepping a boundary there. So I need to have a word with her.
1: Sharon <laughs> like, in the chat. Listen, How much length do you also, like, Max?
0: It's not about the the size of the nail, it's the hammer you're throwing at it. Fair enough. There we go. <laughs> Saying that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alpha Academy, that whole shoosh business, that that gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, that gets on my nerves. But anyway, we'll come to them shortly. Uh, good and for a Seamus. Great start, isn't it? I think two great big burly
0: blokes beating the piss out of each other. And and how many times did we get that in this Royal Rumble? Yes, it's um, if you are a fan of big meaty blokes slapping meat, this is the Royal Rumble for you because it happens multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. And it was as Gunther was coming out, Michael Cole uh, he had a a fascination in this Royal Rumble of dropping little factoids in with the show. Uh, and he says, uh, whilst Gunter is uh, coming to the ring, that uh, if Gunter Gunter wins, he'll only be the fourth person to ever win the Royal Rumble uh, from from, uh, the number one spot out of 35. And he makes it sound like it's very rare. That's a rarity, But that's more than 10% of all winners starting at number one out of 30 people. That's that's massive.
1: Now, this was a question on Mags v Psy a while back, wasn't it? When we did our War Rumble-themed Mags v Psy. And okay. I, I could remember Benoit, Sean, obviously, in 95. I can't remember the other one. Was it...
0: Uh, it was McMahon, wasn't it?
1: McMahon. Or was McMahon number two?
0: i thought no austin Austin was number one i'll google it
1: yeah because benoit was number one in 2004 michaels was number one in 95 because ray lasted a long time but he came in officially as number two my mom was number two in 99 and he won it for number two Um, edge sharon says in the chat
0: edge and rhea rippler
1: there we go okay Right. See, Edge was the one that we couldn't remember last... Well, I couldn't remember last time when you asked the question.
0: <laughs> it really yeah. was, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, there we go. There we go. So I've learned nothing since we did that. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Um, Gunther and Seamus are followed very quickly by The Miz and Kofi Kingston. So already, to me, we've got four very established names in there, because I tend to find with a lot of War Rumbles, especially maybe not so modern day, but going back say just a few years you'd start strong but then very quickly when you're getting into three four five and six filling with the tag yeah it's it's half you know half a tag team guy or something not half a tag team guy as in somebody just from the waist down or something like that but half of a tag team guy yeah you know and that sort of stuff
0: or or it ends up being someone like a a plucky youngster like carlos Colon who was yeah. about 50 when he <laughs> rocked up um yeah they usually kind of front lord and then back lord and then in the middle it's just your b level or c levels but in this rumble it's it it's stacked it's stacked with yes with superstar talent
1: yeah it is rad,
0: um
1: we get Xavier woods out quite early as well which leads to quite a few double team moves from the uh new day guys and they tease a fight at one point now i loved this because the commentators were saying they're gonna go for it it's gonna happen it's every man for himself and then they do this ridiculous bum slapping (laughs) kind of thing and i I remember what i watched this event of course because i love the rumble but i can guarantee i've not seen this since the night it aired so mm-hmm. a lot of this I forgot about until I rewatched it today for for, for tonight's show. It's so. a
0: hilarious spot. Sometimes yes. wrestling doesn't have to be all serious. Sometimes yeah. a, a little bit of fun. Uh and yeah, I thought I thought that that was a brilliant spot. Mm-hmm. It it made me chuckle at the time and when you see the other wrestlers kind of holding off and you you see like I think there's a camera shot of Sheamus who's sat in the corner, and you can see him smiling, and he's loving it because he's just having a having a fun time. I think it was Sheamus. They said it was Sheamus's birthday as well. So oh, what okay. a present for Sheamus to see yeah. Xavier Woods spanking Kofi Kingston.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Benny Mack in the chat there saying everyone knows Jim Duggan won the first Rumble. Who won the second one? That was Big John Studd, wasn't it? Was that eighty nine. Yeah. And Hogan in 1991, Flair 92, Yokozuna 93. Shall I go on? Because when I hit so, the mid 2000s, I'm fucked. It gets <laughs> a bit wrong. <laughs>
0: so yeah. Stop now whilst I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: number seven, we get Karrion Cross coming out. Now, I'm not going to lie, when his music hit, I had no idea who this was going to be. Yeah. Even though um, this is only a few months back. I,
0: I feel that when you get the NXT calls up, call-ups, they can be huge stars or they end up being a flop, and Karrion Cross has been a flop, unfortunately.
1: I think this to me here shows just me alone looking at the Karrion Cross presentation and so on. He he looks the part. He's got a certain look to him, especially now he's grown his hair out a little bit. When he shaved his head, it didn't quite work for me, but he's put together. He looks the part. But I just think there's so many other big guys who do what he does better Better. than he does it. And I think, and I'm not just saying this because of the obvious reasons, but I think the most important and spectacular part of the carrying cross package is first of all that the entrance they had, but mainly Scarlet. (laughs) So when the entrance was made and she was stood there, I'm thinking, Oh, she is
0: lovely. I'm glad to see her. And
1: then she turned around and buggered off. And instantly I lost any interest in, in carrying cross.
0: She she made you um, take notice, and then he kind of like she was the fluffer. She she got you interested, and then he took over with the wrestling. Um, and then yeah. he, for whatever reason, she uh, didn't come up to the main roster with him. And yeah, he's lost his biggest uh, unique selling point, I suppose. Yeah,
1: she could definitely be my fluffer, mate. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It just sounds a bit saucy, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> so
0: it's, it's a, now, young ones closure is, it's a porn star term. It's There's a job okay. for somebody uh, and it's called the fluffer. It's basically the person who helps the man in the porn uh, stay uh,
1: interested. Interested. I like the way you worded all of that. That was really well done. Uh, on the note, back in the
0: balls and making his penis erect. Fucking brilliant! Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you mentioned there about Scarlett turning around and leaving. This happens with basically every manager that, or or second or aide that hap- that there's at this rumble. Nobody comes to the ring with their their charge, so to speak. But that wasn't always the way, Maxie, was it? Do you Remember back in you know, especially in the late eighties, early nineties, managers used to stand at ringside for stuff like
0: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there were there were many points when. Guys like Jimmy Hart would would kind of be almost like a, a, a secondary story in, in things like a Rumble. That like who would he back in in, oh. in the Rumble? Who would he side with? Uh, and how many times did you see Bobby the Brain Heenan come out multiple times in a Rumble yeah. when one of his people got eliminated and then he'd be back out? Um, guys like Slick used to do the same. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's you do see a couple of people... Um, like accompany their their teammate or their their um their client to the 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 entrance, but then they go back. I think Gunter has like the rest of our uh, yes. um of of Imperium there, but they they quickly like disappear whilst uh, Gunter approaches the ring. But and I think there's Rear Ripley comes out with Dom mm. or comes out like. Mm, close to where oh no it's with edge no I've got that wrong she comes out with edge doesn't she but yeah it does it does happen I know what you mean it's uh do you have a do you have a preference managers at ringside
1: for rumble or not I suppose it can help the excitement of having more people out there but on the other side of the coin is it distracting
0: I think it worked back then because okay. managers were more more prevalent mm-hmm. wrestlers wrestlers had managers a lot more back in the eight, eighties and early nineties to the point where managers had teams of wrestlers or, or stables of wrestlers who were not yeah. necessarily uh, friends or, 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 or teammates. But n- now you don't see it a lot, do you? You don't see mm. a lot of managers. Um, so I think wrestling or WWE wrestling has just naturally come away from managers being there. Um, and, I don't have a preference either way, to be fair, because when I go back and watch uh, all the Royal Rumbles, the managers don't bother me that they're there. Just like when I watch recent ones, they don't bother me that they're not there. So, Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Uh, chad gable arrives for that stupid shoosh thing that annoys me so much um it, i tell you what it's funny when benny used to clip it on his show but hearing it actually on the guy's music and then the, even on the guy's music it's okay it's when he's stood in the ring and he hip tosses someone and tells them to shoosh it's like yeah. oh that's annoying that's really irritating
0: uh, he does it when he's uh he does some ov- uh, overhead suplexes mm. and he's and he's shushing them it's yeah. ridiculous yeah but it's just it, over with the fans, and yeah. that, unfortunately, um, sometimes you need um, a gimmick like that to, to get over. I mean, Chad Gable might be one of the, the most naturally gifted wrestlers, yeah. that, that the modern day has ever seen, but because he's a teeny tiny man, he needs a gimmick to, to get over, and mm-hmm. that's that's the gimmick he needs, I suppose. And, and speaking of how talented the guy is, we get a very sp- small
1: snippet of this because we get some brilliant mat wrestling with him and Xavier Woods. (laughs) And then just as I'm watching this thinking that, you know, there's like almost amateur style stuff on the mat and and the exchanges there, the cameras cut away to just the big guys leaning against the ropes and, and so on. And that frustrates me. They're the
0: big stars.
1: Yeah. They're the big stars.
0: But, um, that you'd make a, a a good point that, they they did kind of let um chad have that moment even though the camera work did miss it and one of the reasons why this row rumble is i found particularly entertaining is is that pretty much everyone who comes to the ring gets a chance to get their spots in normally yeah. with a row rumble uh, it's very as we've said multiple times punch kick forearm Pretend to be throwing someone over a rope, sit in a corner. But at least in this rumble, the majority of people got to have a spot where they get their their moves in, or there's the the tease of a of a a, a battle against somebody. Um, so that for me made, made this rumble a little bit more entertaining than say the standard rumble. Mm. Yeah,
1: oh, fair enough. Uh, Escobar comes out at number ten. And there's still eight people in the Rumble at this point. Yes. So could, I, I find with most Rumbles, you get that kind of build up so a big name can come in and clear the ring.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they'd only been the Miz. The Miz got eliminated yeah. fairly early on. Uh, yeah. And then Karrion Cross, I think, had been claymored right. out of the ring. Yeah. So.
1: And here it does feel the same. Like you're getting a, a build up of big numbers, but there's never really a massive clear out. I mean, people no. do come in and clear a handful out, of course, but you always tend to have quite a few guys in the ring, pretty much throughout the duration of this Rumble. You never
0: go down to two or three, do you? Which is refreshing. I mean, I, yeah. um, it's a, 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 a regular trope of Royal Rumbles where they will build up uh, the bodies in the ring for somebody, an Austin or a Brock Lesnar, to come and clean house, and then they're, they're waiting for the next person to come in. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They, they kind of like go against that uh, this year. And there's, there, there, a lot of wrestlers get more, more ring time. There's mm. not a lot of very quick eliminations in this, in this rumble.
1: Yeah. Um, Xavier Woods is eliminated. And then Kofi's eliminated quite quickly afterwards. And it looks like Xavier Woods has tried to place a chair for Kofi to land on. And it doesn't quite work out.
0: Yeah this this felt like um they were going for the typical Corfer Survives elimination spot yeah. which has been overdone. Let's 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 not be around the bush. The the first few times that Kofi did it it was unique and um uh, it it was interesting the, how can Kofi survive being eliminated this year but they have very much jumped the shot with this now. Uh yeah.
1: I think it was, was doing it as well, wasn't she? In the women's rumble at the same time,
0: yeah. And she, she, um, she, I, th- I think she'd muffed up in the, the previous rumble as well, um, right. But, but, uh, yeah, I think coffee was meant to land on the chair that Xavier pushed, uh, but the chair tipped and coffee ended up on the floor. But Michael called the ever the professional, still tried yeah. to sell it. No, I, I think only one of his feet have ever touched the ground because it was his leg was on the air. He touched the fucking ground, Michael. Everybody saw it. Mate. He, he in his ear, up.
1: in his ear, you know, Triple H or Vince McMahon or whoever is on on audio is screaming, "Yeah, good try, but he's out." You know, just leave, leave it now, Michael. That, <laughs> that's what scenario isn't it?
0: Let it go, Michael. God damn
1: it. <laughs> And then that familiar music hits for number 12, and the crowd go shit crazy as Brock Lesnar storms his way to the ring
0: with a little bit of a jog, which is odd. Happy smiley Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And, and this is the exact uh, reason why you don't have a long entrance, because he is sweaty AF when he gets to that ring. <laughs> uh, he's bright red. I mean, Brock Lesnar starts a match white and then ends up by the time he gets through the ring, he's beetroot red. So mm. yeah, clearly you don't need a 200 meter uh, sprint before you get to a, a ring.
1: No, definitely not. Um, Brock gets in and just throws everybody about, as you'd imagine Brock to do. Uh, I love the way he eliminated Escobar with a four away slam, but straight yeah. over the top rope, that looked incredible. Very Scott
0: hall S. Yes.
1: Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Um, and then we get a tease of Brock and Gunter, and this I was like, "Oh, I'll take my money!" Because there was talk at the time about flush, this, right? yeah, about this, <laughs> about this being at Mania, wasn't there? There was talk. There was talk about this happening at Mania. Obviously, never went down that road, but that still never happened. And I still would love to see that match. I think that'd be. I think that's money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, typically Brock. Doesn't have the best of matches with big guys. Mm. He's usually uh, better with like a an underdog. But I think uh, Gunter is such uh, an anomaly for a, a big guy wrestler. I think they could make absolute money, absolute yeah. money. Um, I hope um, that there is a, a Gunter versus Brock match in the near future because that would that'd be just immense. Mm. Gunter Reigns as well. I'd love to see that. I mean, these are matches that are going to happen. They have Mm. to happen. They have to.
1: He's, he's going to be world champion in the next 18 months, isn't
0: he? I don't, I think once he breaks a couple more records with this intercontinental title, he's fast tracked into that world title picture.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Lashley then arrives and gets quite a good reaction from the crowd as well. Yeah. And this is obviously heading towards Brock Lashley. They've got their issues and 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 so on. And he eliminates Lesnar. And Michael Cole quite happily states that Lesnar was only in the match for about three and a half minutes, which is
0: I mean, as soon as you hear that Lesnar music, you think, here we go, clear out. Yeah. He's gonna get rid of everyone. Um, so it it was it was good that uh WB kind of went against that and and got him quickly eliminated, and that makes Lashley look absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he was in a he was in a storyline with uh, Lesnar at the time, anyway. But it just adds to that, and mm. and uh, Lashley looks like an absolute beast.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Baron Corbin. Is on his way to the ring, and it, it, poor Baron Corbin. He he gets to the ring just as Brock Lesnar, and it's an angry Brock, it's a miffed mis, Mr. Lesnar at this stage. Which isn't is it? weird
0: because when he first gets eliminated and he's uh, leaning against the the announce table, he's got a raw little smile on his face mm. because this is this is happy, funny Brock at this time. This is Brock that everyone is like really getting on with, and then he flips and he yeah. he he wrecks the gaff. Throws the 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 uh, the Royal Rumble plinth on the the desk into the ring. Nearly takes Bobby Lashley out with that. Destroys the the uh, the um, equipment on the table, and then beats the living piss out of Baron Corbin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because Corbin's there, like just wasted, and then Seth Rollins enters the match at number fifteen, and roddins comes down, sees that Corbin's like been destroyed pops him in the ring just to chuck him out again which I yeah. thought was
0: fantastic storytelling really but, really but good then stuff. before he took him in the ring he's signaling to everyone move like, move yeah. away cuz nobody likes baron corbin so no one gets involved and yeah and he he puts him in the ring just to throw him out so yeah. the it was a brilliant spot really yeah. entertaining yeah uh
1: 16 is otis and i've got a confession to make now i don't know if this is going to upset people or not i imagine there's gonna be some who object but i don't get it with otis i just i just don't get it now i just don't
0: you're just jealous that he did the no pants dance with mandy rose
1: well Maybe, but I'm talking more about his
0: wrestling ability. I just don't get it. <laughs> his his wrestling ability. He, <laughs> he, he does the he does the caterpillar, the Colin the caterpillar available at Aldi. Um, uh. he, that's that's the gimmick. That's the artist's gimmick.
1: Okay. Um, Rey Mysterio is supposed to be next, but his music plays and there is no Rey Mysterio. I wonder what's happened there. That
0: now doesn't does that not remind you of uh? older WrestleManias, I mean, uh, older Royal Rumbles.
1: ninety-four with Brett.
0: Yeah, because Royal Rumbles um, nowadays are so well-produced. I mean, Mm -hmm. all WWE content, uh, whether you like the wrestling or not, is really well-produced. Yeah. But those older Royal Rumbles, they were a shit show a lot of the time, and there were multiple times where wrestlers just didn't rock up. So the 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 clacks would go off and nobody would come out. So it's like a little bit of a homage to that. But then you find out that it's because Dominic Ristio beat the living shit out of him.
1: Yeah, took his mask and he's ripping the mask up, isn't he? As he walks down, as he comes out at number number eighteen. Sorry, when I when I mentioned Brett, I actually meant ninety four because it was teased he wasn't there, wasn't it? But I, I know what you're on about now because there was like occasions where wrestlers would come out before their music plays or you know and all this sort of stuff and yeah i know what you mean um elias enters the match
0: and And he gets a a huge pop
1: yeah and the thing is with elias and this is again a question i gotta ask yourself and and people in the chat as well you know i'm glad that we've got dan griffin and cam griffin who've joined us and benny Mack is here as well because you know guys who are probably a bit more clued up about modern day wwe than, than myself what the hell happened because Elias was over, he was he was hugely popular, and I know they did all this bullshit with his supposed brother and all this sort of stuff.
0: Is was it Ezekiel? Yeah, but what what happened? I think the problem that that I had with Elias was he he didn't wrestle enough. Mm, okay, I, I, I get we got his gimmick was the 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 singer. Uh, the guitarist, the walk with Elias, but some eventually you've got to get in the ring uh-huh. and you've got to wrestle and he just didn't do enough of it. So you kind of go off the boil, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And then, okay. uh,
0: then another reason is Dan Griffin. It's because Elias got over organically and Vince no like. Yeah. I mean, that's uh-huh. if ever there's a wrestler that you think didn't get their didn't get their flowers. In WWE, that's probably a likely reason that Vince wasn't happy that it wasn't his creation.
1: a mm. uh, comment just above, Dan, as well from his brother Cameron, saying this is the one where Chad Gable and someone else was <laughs> doing some proper like Xavier
0: Woods, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we spoke about a few moments ago, wasn't it? And it just never got, you yeah, know, didn't get focused on, which is a real shame. Real shame. Yeah, absolutely. Uh because we can't have nice things. At number 21, Booker T arrives because it's in Texas. And this was odd for me because Booker, he comes out to his old music, of course, and his hair is insanely long. It's down to his arse at this point. Very long. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks great for a guy of his age. Absolutely fantastic. But, Obviously, Booker's there to do a couple of moves, then hit a spinner Rooney just to get the pot from the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Now, watching this back, it's almost the wrong way round for me because he's hitting those high kicks and and that sort of stuff, and those are almost in a little bit of slow motion. But when he does the spinner Rooney, it looks great. I'd have yeah. thought if someone's not been in, in the business for a little while, it'd be the other way round, and the spinner Rooney would what we'd struggle with.
0: It did look like he'd lost a little bit of pace and even walking to the to the ring, he looked like he looked stiff, like he mm. hasn't been taking his cod liver oil. Um so maybe he, he had a niggling injury or something like that. But it was for exactly why you said it was to get that pop from the from the yeah. Texas crowd. And it and it did it, but it also got um Gunther a shitload of heat because when he eliminates him, the crowd go mental. Yeah. And even Drew and Seamus are fuming at him because they then uh team up and you can see Seamus. What did you do that for? Why did you throw Booker T out? So then um we get a uh, kind of a feud that's revisited in this Royal Rumble so many times, Gunter versus Drew and Seamus. Yeah, I thought mm. it was a it was a good spot for, for Booker.
1: Yeah. Uh, we then get another little, I suppose, mini story in this rumble. Cause there's, there's quite a few little mini stories that are building to elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, Damien Priest arrives, which effectively completes the judgment day. We, we have Finn Balor there and, and Dominic Mysterio is there as well. So at number 24, a returning edge comes out to a fantastic ovation and so on. And, that he battles with, with Judgment Day, hits a few spears and so on. But then he is eliminated by the Judgment Day, which then leads to a, a sprint down that ridiculously long aisle And I love this because that cameraman was working bloody hard to try and keep <laughs> up with those guys, wasn't he?
0: <laughs> Almost running backwards to keep up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Austin theory makes his entrance as edge chases down the aisle after the judgment day. Rhea Ripley is there to meet him and attacks him, which then has, beth phoenix turn up looking incredible she looked fantastic here didn't she, yeah, she um the brawl starts before we uh get them all separated and again uh, i love it because you've got judgment day still looks strong and obviously they're not all out of the rumble of course finn's out i think at this point isn't he uh, mm-hmm. but uh i mean, dominic mysterio is still there and so on edge he's in then eliminated quite quickly but it leads to something else. They all still come away looking quite strong, but with uh, uh, that, you know answering that question, I suppose, for these characters, where next? Yeah. Isn't it, Muggsy?
0: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and, and it goes to show just how much faith that the company had in the Judgment Day that early, because look at where they are now. You've got uh, Finn Balor uh, and uh, Damien Priest in the hunt for the, for the, yeah. the new world title. Dominic is... Is arguably the best heel in the company uh, right yeah. now, and you've got Rhea Ripley, who, who is she's a phenom. She's an absolute phenomenal uh, talent, and her relationship with with uh, with Dominic is one of the 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 one of the best things in WWE right now. She's yeah. absolutely superb. So, yeah, I love the Judgment Day.
1: Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, Omos arrives, then Braun arrives, and Omos is like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, seven foot three, I think they say he is four hundred yeah. odd pounds." This, and I like the way he's not on television that much anymore.
0: When he learns, I mean, for a, a guy that big, he's not a terrible wrestler.
1: No, 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 no. We've seen but, a lot worse, haven't we?
0: Yeah, uh, but w- when he learns to really go in the ring. He's going to be phenomenally good. Mm. He he's got world champion raw all over him. I think.
1: Yeah, and I hope they carry on doing what they're doing now. Like I said, we don't see him very slow paced,
0: looking like a monster. Ironically,
1: special attraction.
0: The absolute opposite of the fiend that we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very true. Um, Logan Paul arrives, so that happens. And um, <laughs> it's quite nice as well when they enter the ring when he enters the ring because uh, all the baby faces and heels join forces to beat the piss out of him for twenty seconds or so. So I got a little kick out of that. Why nah, not?
0: Because he yeah. a prick in it.
1: He is an absolute prick. He does it a really good buckshot lariat though, which in here in this match in the rumble here, it does look as good if not better than what Hangman Page has done sometimes in an AEW.
0: Yeah, he is is annoying. He absolutely annoying because he's a smarmy, arrogant knobhead. He scams his fans with uh with his NFT bullshit. He's made um or is part of one of the the best-selling um drinks in the history of of the business. And he's also Took to wrestling like a duck to fucking water. He's a wanker. Yeah, He's an, an absolute, absolute wanker. Piece of shit. Yeah, why has he got so much talent, but yet such a knob?
1: Yeah. Well, why has he got um, such a knob? Or do you mean he is such no, a
0: No, he is. He is why, has, <laughs> why has such a dickhead like him got, got so much talent that he could just take to wrestling like oh, that?
1: Yeah, it is a shame. I mean, speaking of that, then, we, we better come to the, the spot that is going to get replayed again and again for years, isn't it? Oh, so good. Logan Paul and Ricochet here both hitting springboards from either side of the ring and cross bodies meeting literally in the centre of the ring. The timing of it is perfect. It's just absolutely sublime, isn't it?
0: The the picture that goes around uh, social media of both of them in midair, it's just, it's a phenomenal spot. I think you've got like Cordy's uh, Cord down in the corner, Seth is down, uh, Gunter's sat in the corner and those two, flying through through the air i mean he is a prick but he's fucking he's talented he's yeah, talented and ricochet, ricochet is again he's generational absolutely mm. generational with the stuff that that guy can do i mean i still i'm in awe of when he was uh in a feud with uh velveteen dream um, yes and he he did the front flip over the over the the, the ropes and landed perfectly to to square up to Velveteen. Oh, my God. The gas, superb. Superb.
1: Imagine what he could do if he was in a wrestling company that would take somebody of that style seriously.
0: Or imagine if he was 6'2". Well, yeah, that is true.
1: (sighs) Oh, dear. Um, We then come to, I suppose, uh, what everyone has been waiting for, I guess, with regards to this story. Cody arrives at number 30 to a, a, a good reaction again and there's still eight people left at this point which is again yeah. quite a substantial number isn't it for the the rumble when number 30 has entered
0: yeah and and like i said before we've had such a rumble uh, such a, a a good quality rumble and then when cody comes out he's, he's not in the match for that long no but but the wwe kind of telegraph that he's gonna win when he gets fucking loads of power straight mm. away. I mean, yes, he gets the, the smoke and the wrestling has more than one Royal family. I get that. But then before he even gets the ring, the paro has gone off. Like he's just won the title at WrestleMania. And you think, lol, is going to win. So nobody I'm glad was he lost Ever it, remember,
1: really. Nobody was ever going to win this one but other than Cody. No,
0: I get that. But at least kind of don't over egg the pudding that much. Yeah. I suppose, I suppose.
1: Um, your final four then, which apparently is a thing. People care about the final four in a Rumble every year. You have Cody, Seth Rollins, Gunther, and fucking Logan Paul. Uh,
0: well, it was Austin Theory. But well, yes, this people is people true. i forgot that, yeah. that, that um, Logan Paul was still in the match.
1: Mm, yes, indeed, indeed.
0: Um, <laughs> effectively, we, we get the... <laughs> we get down to the final two and they almost have like a little mini match. I mean, this happens a lot. This happens a lot in, in Royal Rumbles when you get to the final four, it's usually people who are currently in a feud or have had a feud before and you kind of revisiting it. So it it makes sense.
1: Mm. I mean, Logan Paul, uh, he sneak attacks effectively Seth Rollins to eliminate him. and that leads to where they go. I suppose, uh, Cody then eliminates Logan Paul to a good reaction, and then they we get some good some good stuff here. I think we get uh, a tease that Gunter is out at one stage. He's on the outside, and it looks like Cody's going for that uh, springboard, the disaster kick. I think they call yeah, it. I hate that move. Yeah, he, I'm not a big fan.
0: It it just does it so clumsily. I don't like how he does it.
1: Yeah, okay, but you could you could see how that could look like it's going to be the finish, but thankfully it's not um you get a super flex by gunter as well in a raw rumble which is pretty spectacular to see um and nice touch by cody as well the the, the gold dust tribute and and, and the so on and the whole like the gold dust stuff i i that I, that i enjoyed um then you get a drop kick and a power bomb by gunter and you're looking at it and you're thinking bloody old cody might be dead now because that was that was
0: vicious wasn't it and, and then of the rest of the world uh, were hoping, come on, Gunter. Yes. You can do it. You can do it for us Germans slash Austrians.
1: Yeah, there we go. Um, (laughs) We got the sleeper spot where Cody's on the outside and Gunter's got a sleeper on him, but he's dropping down and pulling Gunter over the top. And Mm -hmm. I had vibes of 2004 where um, Benoit dragged, I think it was the big show, out over the top to win the Rumble there when he came in at number one. Before eventually, it, but he comes down to a crossroads, and Gunther's eliminated, and, and Cody wins and goes on to WrestleMania, and Cody loses. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> then absolutely no point. But
1: well, there we go. There one, we go. One,
0: one tiny little issue I had with this: I thought that for for okay. a mini match after a rumble. That it was fine. Uh, we got uh, all the all the kind of like spots that we needed to get Gunter being absolutely dominant. Uh, I like the way that he focused on the the recently repaired pectoral muscle. We got all those kind of like little uh, points. But one thing that fucking pissed me off was the way Gunter leaned into the ropes when he was when he was going to be eliminated, or whether he was when he was close land uh, to go over the ropes he doesn't go back first like most wrestlers. No, you're right. He he kind of like almost has to go face first, which that annoyed me because he did it once. And at at first you think he's done that because he knew it was coming. So he's kind of protecting himself so he can get back under the rope. But then when he gets eliminated, he does the same thing again. And you think, Mm. just take the the clothesline like a a proper clothesline. I wonder if he's got an issue with kind of like – going like upside down maybe i don't know yeah maybe maybe
1: you're right though it does happen i think it's the disaster kick spot he goes over the top from that doesn't he before blocking Look, the kick the,
0: there's there's the disaster kick spot and then there's one way uh cory lands him and he goes back under the ropes and then then the final elimination
1: mm, yeah yeah so there we go that's this year's war rumble that's incredibly modern day for this show isn't it reviewing that you know, I'm surprised it. I was again. That's the reason why I was shocked. It won the poll because it's it's modern day. You know, it's very very recent. But there we
0: yeah, go. Yeah, we normally take the piss out of old stuff.
1: We do indeed. We do indeed. Um, out of ten, Maxi, what are you thinking as your coffee guts up there, my friend? It's been over two hours, so you've lasted well.
0: I, I mean, I, it is what it is. You if you <laughs> would you wouldn't be shocked if I wasn't a coffee mess every Monday.
1: This is true this is true
0: um so out of 10 i think this is a thoroughly entertaining royal rumble i like the way it wasn't um paid by numbers as many royal rumbles are punch punch kick kick forearm forearm that kind of business uh i like the way that a lot of the wrestlers got some decent ring time and got to to do their signatures um i like the way they kind of also uh circumvented people's expectations with like the things like the Brock uh quick elimination so yeah i was I absolutely loved it and I also like the way that people will will forever call this Cordy's row rumble but the 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 star of this show was Gunter going bell to bell, breaking yep. the record uh for a a standard row rumble. Not well, not just breaking it, demolishing the record with a, mm. a one hour eleven minutes. I think he comes out of this looking absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, this is this is an easy eight and a half for me.
1: Ah, okay. See, I thought I thought maybe I'd gone high with an eight, but obviously not.
0: No, you've gone but, low. That's very mean. of you?
1: Well, I I I loved it. Again, I really enjoyed it. It's I don't I don't know how word it is. I'm not a massive fan of modern day WWE, but the rumble, I will watch most of the views views are because bell to bell, you tend to find there's, there's a lot of talent in that company, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, again, this here, an hour and 11 minutes long or wherever it may well be. I was thoroughly. Well, I was fairly sports entertained. Shall we say yeah. it was, it was a really, really good match. So many yeah. great moments and yeah, brilliant stuff. Loved it. Really good show. So yeah, eight eight for me, my friend
0: that's 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 perfectly fine i thought it, it's one of the better royal rumbles
1: oh yeah yeah i think so i think so
0: um so
1: then Magsy, before we dive through the chat where do you want to go next week
0: well you're gonna hate me
1: okay
0: because i love watching royal rumbles and yeah watching this royal rumble has made me think, I'd like to watch another Royal Rumble. Okay. <laughs> and I think your Royal Rumble should have won. So I'm going to throw that one back in the <laughs> ring and I'm going to go to the 2007
1: Royal Rumble. Oh, my word. Do you know what's really funny? I thought I want to watch another Royal Rumble next week. And I thought about putting my 2007 Royal Rumble option from last week back up, but then I went against it. Dan Griffin in the chat there actually says the greatest Royal Rumble. I thought about putting that up there. The, is that the Saudi Arabia 50-man? Like 50-man, yes. Yeah. I Can mean,
0: I... Tartus World Slide, that happens yeah, in that you
1: one. Yeah, there that's, that's, that's
0: where Jericho came back as well, didn't
1: it? Oh, I don't know. Did he? See, again, yeah, that's sure. why it might be interesting. Yeah, but I've not picked that. I've not done that. Oh. I then I toyed with the idea of going to um, 1997 because it was in the same venue and seeing Sean beat Big Sid for the belt when he was really poorly, apparently. Yeah, okay, those pills have an effect, mate. Um, but I, I then thought, no, because again, it's more WWE. I'd love to watch another Rumble, but at the same time, I don't see this show ending in the next month. So. There's only so many rumbles we can cover, and we've covered quite a few already in our 120 episodes-ish, whatever it may well be. So I thought I'm going to look at something else. So I'm going with Barry Windham. It, no, I'm not. I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you could link this to fucking Barry Windham, you are I a bet, better man than
1: I. I bet I could because it's in Texas, and I bet I could do it relatively easily. But I'm not going to.
0: I mean, Cordy uh, wins, so you could link it to his dad, and there, there you, you got go. to it there. Yeah oh Co- there you go Co- um
1: dusty versus barry wind would be starcade no great american bash 80 never mind um i'm gonna use the venue because i love doing stuff like that and looking back through stuff that's happened so i i, I went and looked at wrestling events that have happened in, in this building in texas at the Alamodome. dome surprisingly Maxie, a whole lot of fuck all has happened in this venue mm-hmm. yep it's not a, a very popular wrestling venue. It's not. Like we mentioned before, Rumble 97. Um, you also had a Rumble where um, I think it was like 10 years. Was it 2017? T- maybe something like that when uh, Randy Orton won. Eliminating Reigns was, an, was another one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there. There's a whole lot of nothing that's happened in this venue, And then one stood out like a sore thumb. And I was like, no way. That that company has ran this venue, and I looked into it, and it's actually correct. So, we're gonna have a little look at a TNA contest
0: now. When you say, I thought I'm sure TNA, yeah, it stands
1: out out like a sore thumb. It's like, why the TNA are running somewhere that's you know 60,000 people, they surely not filled that. It's the lockdown event from 2013.
0: That's my is a
1: cage match exactly every match is a cage match mm-hmm. and if you watch one of those pay-per-views from start to finish it does get hard going but we're not doing that our nature of the show is to look at one particular match so i'm picking the one with dan griffin in the chat tna gets my vote okay uh, i'm i'm looking we've got for... him
0: back on sad we've got we been... go. we've got dan back on sad
1: i'm looking for the match with the most amount of people in it So we're going to go for the lethal lockdown contest between team TNA and they are taking on the team of aces and eights. for or lockdown match now the, the teams are as follows aces and eights consist of Devon, uh doc which is gallows from <laughs> yep um garrett bischoff which would be interesting oh jesus Nux and mr anderson so not a fantastic array of talent on that side but on the other team there's quite a bit of a combination here we have eric young james storm magnus samoa joe and sting so Team TNA versus Aces and Eights from the TNA Lockdown Pay-Per-View 2013 is my shite, mate.
0: That's a, a great shout. And um, if you need to catch up with the whole Aces and Eights story, um, friend of the show, Foul Original, did a, um, um, a multi-video um, retrospective of the whole yeah. Aces and Eights storyline, and that's arguably more entertaining to watch that than to watch actual tna uh, season eight so yeah go and check that out um, on foul was, originals channel
1: it was some good stuff I, actually that, that's a good shape to be fair good shape um this is available the whole pay-per-view is available for nothing on youtube so mm-hmm. it's not like if this wins and people i know some people watch along uh, watch our matches with us like our scottish danny loves watching the match that we're covering on a monday afternoon with his lunch so then he can sit down and talk to us later on in the chat and so on so it is all the whole pay-per-view is available all three via youtube so we ain't going to worry about that sharon in the chat there my darling wife saying james storm gets her vote yep standard
0: <laughs> that's a, that's going to be a good pick now mm. but at the same time i be happy
1: 2007 royal rumble was my pick last week and i love that option because it's yeah. some real good good yeah. shaw michael stuff so there you
0: go. Those are I'm your sure. options. Didn't we have a rule as well, where if something doesn't get picked twice, it can never go up again?
1: No, you said if something loses the pole three times, then we can Did never I pick it. Did say three? Yeah, but then we can I'm never sure. pick it again. And it was with reference to when Hogan saved the world at WrestleMania oh, okay. 7. And then you said it only applied to that one because you wanted to put oh, someone else up for a fourth time.
0: I think you may be uh taking my words out of context there well
1: i think you were breaking the fucking rules again But <laughs> <laughs> those are your options for this week's poll keep your eyes peeled on our uh twitter account at chain underscore wrestling because it may well be up a little bit earlier this week depending on what's going on with the weekend and so on we have the raw rumble from 2007 or we have Leaf4 lockdown from TNA Lockdown pay per view 2013. Magsy, let's have a quick dive through the chat, my friend, before we uh,
0: depart yes. and I suppose get our heads down because time's getting on. Ah, let's have a look. Um, Dan Griffin, yeah, I've, I've read this uh, this story today. Prime is under investigation uh, by the FDA as it contains as much caffeine as six cans of Coke. Yeah, Whoa. and, and it's, not, it's not even the energy drink version, it's just the standard version as well. And, and that's marketed like, towards <coughs> kids as well, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the best selling drink right now.
1: Disgusting.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sharon says, how fucking dare you use my hangman in the same sentence? (laughs) He's not wrong though. Is he Sharon? To be fair,
1: it's a bloody good springboard. lariat. He does.
0: CM Punk might be right about hangman being a bit of a knob, but it is what it is. Uh, Oh, Jesus. You
1: really want to watch the world burn, don't you? (laughs) Uh,
0: Cam says he blows out his knee as well, doesn't he, in this match? How unfortunate. Who blows out his knee? What?
1: Logan Paul, wasn't it?
0: Logan Paul. Okay.
1: Yeah, because when he's on the outside... Oh, what a shock. He's getting treated, isn't he, when he's on the outside for ages? I'm
0: I'm really sad for him. It's a shame. (laughs) Uh, Dan then says he's disappearing because he can't stand the Cordy chat. Yeah, funnily enough, he rocks up maybe a minute later saying, Sharon, please stop sending me Cody gifts. <laughs> I'll be sick. Uh, Brilliant, so, <laughs> um, Benny c- makes a point saying that Kane had Pyro in many rumbles. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that that was part of his character though, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the, the, the exploding Pyro on the red light was part of his entrance. And, and, and there's Pyro. A <laughs>
1: there's Pyro. And then there's Pyro. And Cody got, Hyro, yeah, you
0: know? Cody got <laughs> pyro to the level of the one what set Undertaker's hair on fire that one time. <laughs> yeah. He got that level of power, ridiculous. Um, Benny might say, Modern day on uh chain wrestling, stealing the in the corner gimmick. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's it's not a blatant ripoff, it's a homage, Benny. So, a homage so it yeah. links right in. Um, Sharon says, It wouldn't be a proper Monday night without a chesty mags. I mean. <laughs> Every day is a, a, a chesty mags. Uh, <laughs> Benny Max says Gunter to win uh, next year at the Royal Rumble. I think he, he potentially may be in a title match at, at the Rumble. So we'll we'll see. Uh, I
1: wonder at Story I wonder if he is in the Rumble, if he comes out at number 30, just so they can do the whole, this guy won it from number one last year, and now he's number 30 this year. Oh, my God. Because they've done that a few times, haven't they? And then he
0: don't win. Yeah, yeah gets eliminated by a corner again. Um <laughs> Dan Griffin says the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, Benny says the 2011 Royal Rumble that was the first ever with 40 men. Yeah, that's a, a good shout. We've not covered that yeah. one yet. It's all uh, Dan, real, it? Yeah, it is that. Yeah. One. And he's a he's a wanker in yeah. um Dan says TNA gets his vote, Ace and eight best entrance song, uh entrance song ever. Sherry says oh, always eight. So you it looks like you are getting you gain your win streak back. Garrett Bischoff, shittest wrestler ever. Hmm. Is <laughs> he hmm. though? Um James Stone gets uh Sharon's vote. Uh Connor, making uh making a tear come to man and size out by saying uh the CDF is full of very talented people that I adore as people and content creators, proud to be a part of this family. Yeah, and we're oh, we're fine. glad that uh that you're a part of it as well. Uh Connor, we massively yeah. appreciate you. Sharon. Says 50 50 next week. And then already I'm getting green because I said, Tim <laughs> Punk may be right. Told oh, me to dear. get to fuck. Uh, and Dan Griffin uh, countering Benny's point by saying, deserved deserved the power. Are you saying that the grandson of a plumber, the American nightmare who saved the world from racism because he had a, a brown baby, did not deserve pyro, Dan? You are wrong. You're wrong, Dan. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's not as bad as how you signed off last week's show with the Benoit comments. My God, that made me cringe. But (laughs)
0: did I say no? I signed off with calling people cunts.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. You did that too. Okay. Anyway,
0: (laughs) that was twenty-four. Best uh, beat there. Oh, dear me.
1: Oh, thank you so much, everybody, for again voting in the poll, uh, getting involved around the Wrestling Topic, joining us in the chat, all that great stuff. It, again, we say it all the time, and we genuinely mean it. This is your show. It would not exist without you. Yeah, and it, it shows today just all the people interacting and talking about rumbles and options for the poll and all this sort of great stuff that how important you are to this show. There are times when on a Monday, I'm not gonna lie, if I'm not feeling great or I'm having a bit of a, a wobble mental health wise or whatever it may well be, that I don't I don't feel up to sitting down and doing this. And but then he within, sees
0: my face and he goes sick. <laughs> <fuck's sake.
1: laughs> but within within ten minutes of talking to Magsy and you lot in the chat, it makes me realise that this is one of the highlights of my week. So mm-hmm. thank you so so much to everybody because again, this is your show, it would not exist without you. Magsy, exactly. where can people find you online, my friend?
0: tiktok at ad- par farmer mags where you'll see early chicken news um and nowhere else that's it just that. why, why was that so aggressive i don't know because <laughs> i knew it was coming and I, I, I just stacked myself up ready to go wow
1: okay (laughs) anything I'm involved in you can find via the network that carries this show at SJP Royal Media on Twitter Facebook Oil Podcast players platforms and providers loads of great content there from loads of great content creators looking at wrestling TV sport music all sorts of great stuff so make sure you are Liking, subscribing and all that so you don't miss a single podcast when it drops and also make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel as well so you don't miss a live show because we've got so much live content now we've got chain wrestling here we've got in the corner on a Wednesday we've got uh gameplay junkies on a weekend we've got Great Premier content. League football coverage joining very soon as well so much going on so much going on so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single thing there but most importantly you can follow this show itself on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling so make sure you are doing that Magsy, i'm off now to sit down and try and find some wrestling to watch on the wwe network before losing my shit and turning it off because that new update is fucking crap i'll speak to you next week my friend
0: happy birthday pig's bladders that's what's going on wrestling's not